Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Damn It Vince. We've made it through WrestleMania week. I am still recovering. Um, UK over here, so <laughs> still recovering my sleep patterns. Um, Joe, how are you? Yeah, a man of my age and be made to stay up till five o'clock in the morning two nights in a row. It's, it's <laughs> godly. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. UK well, real bad time. <laughs> when I when I realised they'd shifted the because um, normally the pay per views have been starting at midnight, and then they've all, all of these were, were one a.m. our time, so seven p.m. Eastern, and they shifted to eight p.m. Eastern. I was like, oh my god, all of these are one a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, god has decided to fight him. So, <laughs> so yeah, nice to have you with us, Joe. John, how are you? Uh, am I? I've spent. The last two days on work Zoom calls, so this is a good change of pace to have a Zoom call about <laughs> wrestling. That's cool, and uh, we're super excited. We've got a special guest with us today, so do you want to introduce yourself and tell us who you are, where we can find you? I am Jenna. You can find me at Miss Jenna Baby, B-A-Y-B-E, on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm from the Mixed Tag Show, so thank you guys for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. And I am right in saying you were at WrestleMania, yeah? I was, I was for sure. Obviously, like, like you mentioned before we got, we came on, <laughs> my voice has recovered, so <laughs> so <laughs> I can talk a little night? bit a little more. No, I I decided to go the first night, and I'm glad I made that decision because night two wasn't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it was that good at all. So. Yeah, I made yeah, the right decision. Yeah, yeah, did a good one there. Yeah. So um, this this week we're basically gonna just review the shows basically, and then do a deep dive on that main event from night one, um, which I know uh, Jenny's got a lot to say on, and that's why we invited you on because <laughs> I loved I loved what I loved your show early on in the week. Um, but but before we get into the show reviews, hot breaking news. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what is this news? It's almost <laughs> like we have a scoop. Uh, yeah, WWE. If only this was live. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll get it edited and it'll be done in the morning, probably. Uh, I do need sleep. Um, yeah, WWE have once again proved themselves to be a complete shower of bastards and um, released several talents. Several talents? I don't know what the plot yeah. Uh, from their roster, Sounds about it. <laughs> some very, very surprising ones in there. For most surprising being Samoa Joe, who was taken off commentary last week. It was after it was announced after Mania. After I, got Mania. Dead, I got dead excited. I was like, "He's coming back. He's going to going to be on Raw tonight." No, no, nope, gone. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Callisto, uh, Chelsea Green, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Mickey James. It's there's there's, there's the whole list. I, I, it appears that they're still re- they're still being dropped uh, yeah. left, right, and center. Tucker, who again, this is the thing with splitting up tag teams and then not knowing what to do with them. Looking at the iconics and heavy machinery. Uh, yeah, I feel and- I feel sorry for Billy because she, she was she was the best part of that the uh, the the women's tag match for me on the night one. The character work she was doing. I mean, she's doing the best with what she's got, isn't she? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Her whole shtick with the CV, I loved it. Yeah, amazing yeah. stuff. Well, I was I watched the the Broken Skull with Jericho, and he was talking about his motto was always, "If you've got a minute or you've got ten minutes, you make that count, and you make it stand out. And uh, if you stand out, eventually they're going to give you more time. And to me, that's what she was doing. Like her her moments on SmackDown, thirty seconds backstage, always stood out. And we were talking about them. 
again, we're called damn it Vince for a reason. He he, he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> unless you're unless you fit into Vince's um, very specific cookie cutter wrestler world, you're sort of limited in what he's going to let you do. That's just how it is, isn't it? Really, yeah. but it's a shame because he's let a lot of very good talent go there, and other other companies. I'm assuming now will be sniffing around like sharks in the water. Should be. My analogies are really off today. I don't <laughs> I'm quite tired. I said just before we start, if they if they do all these releases and Alistair Black's name isn't on the list, that's that's absolute shitty. That that'll be the worst thing here. He's not. Like I said, they're going to keep him in catering just as a, as just as a last finger to him because of his wife. You just run it down. Just run your contract down and then leave. Does anyone know how long he's he's actually got that? Can't be that long, can it? But. I said it, it's, it, must be, it must be the most disheartening thing. You sit there and you train and you do the thing that you love and then to be told that you can't do it because an insane plan. Yeah, that's that's hot news to us as the we're here. Thing is sure. It's exactly a year to the day. Yes, since so, last year. So uh, April 15th is just going to be known as like WWE cool day now. <laughs> <laughs> just go around and just, yeah. Judgment day for, for talent, basically. <laughs> it is, much. Sort of Democles is hanging over everyone's head on this day. Yeah, it's have some sort of shareholder meeting next week or something. Like what's well, they said last year it was for financial reasons and then turned a massive profit, yeah. didn't they, in that quarter and overall that year? And uh, Laurenitis has already been out and said that this is purely a financial reason, despite having sold the network to Peacock, yeah, for a hundred million billion dollars, a billion billion dollar uh contract, but. How is it on Peacock? I've I've read all the stuff, but obviously you're. Oh, that's right. There. You guys, you guys still have the network, right? Yeah, yeah. blessed. <laughs> oh my, it's yeah. Seriously, it's the worst thing. And you know, you know how when you, if you watch on the app or something, you can screenshot or uh, screen record whatever. You can't do that. You can't. You if you watch something live, you can't rewind. Um, it's it's. It's not as organized as as the network is, and it's just I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan That's of it. Cool. It's cheaper. It's cheaper, but it's just like I I hate it. I hate it. So is it like you go into the Peacock app and they have a WWE section? Essentially, that- yeah, because I think what Peacock is like with NBC or something like that. So they have like a bunch of NBC shows, like The Office or whatever type of shows that air on there. And then there's specifically a section you go to, it'll say WWE, but it, I don't know. And then apparently, and I haven't got dug deep into it, but apparently like a lot of episodes from like the Attitude Era is like edited, um, which I, I'm someone that grew up in the 90s watching that, right? So I want all that, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. explicit stuff that happened then, you know, but that's apparently they edited a lot of stuff. So it's just, it's not, a, it's not good. So. I saw um, Dustin Rhodes was asked on Twitter about how he felt about apparently a lot of his character work from Gold Dust is getting cut. Yep. Um, and how he felt about it, and he was like, "Well, I'll never forget what I did and the legacy it left, but it still must be pretty shitty." It's unfortunate. It's a, and it, again, like I mentioned, just growing up in the '90s, right? That's what you're used to. I, I remember looking at Gold Dust and I was like, "What? What is this?" You know. <laughs> And to, for that to be completely erased. Uh, but I figured that was going to happen just because, Peak again, Peacock is like, it's partnered with NBC. And that's, it. I feel like that's, I'm 
really my train of thought on the word I actually want to use. But I just feel like it's it's a cleaner, it's more conservative family. Yeah, exactly. Conservative, family orientated like that type of uh, app. So I figured that would, would happen. Just put that thing at the front like they do on old films. Just put, I think these these this program represents views that are not acceptable now, but they weren't really at the time either. <laughs> but it's what you're going to do, like, you know. Yeah, and that's why you have ratings, you have parental control guide controls and stuff like that. That's specifically the reason for these things, you <laughs> you know. So even, even Disney Plus has added exactly <laughs> film, not, films on it now. Not I was watching yet. Aladdin the other day and I, I was like, What is yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this flavor. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. So but they weren't happy with Naya Jack's job uh, saying shit then in the middle oh of the Oh my god, it, it was it was a lot of things she was saying. You ain't shit, this, that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Acting like a sailor, yeah. Right. <laughs> Not as bad as Adam Cole this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, well, let's dive into the show reviews. And, and obviously, because we're going to focus on WWE, we may as well let's kick off with AEW. Fresh off first Wednesday night. No Wednesday night wars, thank God. I think it's going to benefit everybody, and especially our time watching it on a Thursday. Um, I like Thursday mornings. Yeah, yeah. Good, Four solid hours of good wrestling. It was great. That's true. That's true. Oh, that's right, because 8 o'clock our time is midnight for you guys. 1, 1 a.m. 1 a.m., okay. Jeez. Oh. So, we, yeah, we used to watch it. No. We, we did. We did. <laughs> We record on Fridays now mainly, but I'm, it's my last day at work tomorrow and I'm going out. So that's why we shifted it to Thursday. <laughs> but when we when we used to record on Thursdays, it was horrendous because we had to work, somehow watch the two, what we thought were the best shows in the week, mm-hmm. like squeeze four hours of wrestling in before we recorded. And it was like, you ended up skipping stuff and it's like, nah, this ain't working. So we moved to Friday. So um, I, I thought it was another good show. Um John, have you watched? Did you manage to watch it? I know you were trying just to... about managed to watch it. Yeah, I've got a new job now, so I can't really watch it during work anymore. <laughs> it's very sad. What were, your, what were your standouts from the show this week? Uh, good question. I enjoyed um, Darby's match, obviously, because the man cannot be killed. <laughs> <laughs> like he's invincible. Takes a was it a twist of fate for a chair and just kicks out two. Yeah, fine. Took a very low leg drop off a ladder. Yeah. Kicks out two. Yeah, I mean. No big That's deal. getting on a bit. Yeah. That's my head cannon <laughs> for why he got out of that. It's not as impactful as it once was. Yeah, and you know, the Dark Order were involved, and I'm always a big fan of that. John, John's a massive stand of anything to do with the Dark Order. John Silver. Nice. Anyone like? Do you, do you watch AEW? I yeah. do not as often. I, honestly, I feel like the past few months I've been very with NXT and AEW, not as into it because I felt like they were lacking maybe now like you mentioned now that it's now we have NXT on Tuesdays and now with AEW on Wednesday I can fully focus on it so that's what I wound up doing and it was a pretty good episode though like like you said the last the TNT match the main event that was good I like the women's match between um uh, Jade Cardgill and uh, Red Velvet that was really good I don't, I don't know if you guys were paying attention on Twitter, but it was like the Young Bucks caused a little bit of a uproar <laughs> because of the Jordans, the sneakers they were wearing. And there was, they're like $10,000 sneakers and they were just kind of messing them up. So people who are into like sneakers <laughs> oh. couldn't believe like these men were, but it's, but it makes sense. It's just a heel type of thing. They're heels now, right? So it just, 
they don't care. They do whatever. So that was a big thing. But yeah, it was a really good episode. I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it for sure. I like the uh, camera work for the book's entrance where it went to the face tunnel and then swerved around to the heel tunnel. I was like, well. Yeah. <laughs> now, we know what they, now we know what they actually are. <laughs> no, we're not yeah. comfortable anymore. No. That's good. I, I, I think about the trainers and was like, I don't understand what, what, this, is, what this is about. And then someone explained to me that, yeah, these, these trainers are ridiculously expensive. And you're not really meant to wear them. <laughs> you know what? I'm. I don't know. I, I'm a. I'm a huge um, sneaker fan. So I, for, when I see things like that, like I don't know. You, if they're meant to be worn, it's not that they're not meant to be worn. It's just that the way they were treating them, it was just it was hard to watch, especially if it costs so much money. It's it costs so much. It's like, ugh. <laughs> but hey, I, clearly they have the money to do whatever. So. That's a shame that man didn't come running out. He loves his Jordans, doesn't he? He loves his exactly. I did enjoy them um, taking the mick out of the hot tag. Yeah, was it, was it Matt? <laughs> yeah, was... I think, yeah, it was, yeah, it was Matt. <laughs> rocking the ropes and all that stuff. Is that... good character? I do kind of feel like they've kind of erased the history that they were kicking reporters like two months ago, though. Yeah, like, well, they've they never seen this side of the... this week, didn't they? they... Made Don Carlos kick the cameraman instead, yeah. So it's yeah, but... still there, it's all fitting in. It is those little things that AEW do quite well, the little subtle bits that, like I said, the, 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 the trainers thing I didn't pick up on because I don't know anything about that. But it is <laughs> it's nice that those little things exist that there's these little little well, like breaks they put in there. They pay, they pay attention to different, yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I like the interview when they were trying to interview Adam Page about. And then he just completely, he basically took a massive swig of his drink, deflected the question and walked off. And I was it's like, girls, mate. it's yeah, but like character work, like, you know, the psychological scarring he went through in that whole scenario with the elite. And like, even now he's just, he just doesn't want to talk about it. And, you know, long-term storytelling. That's kind of what we like there. What, he's got, yeah. what did you think of him unmasking Ray? I'm not sure about that. Now, right. You see, I thought they should have made a bigger deal of that. It, it's meant to be quite a big deal for Luchadors, isn't it? It's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. It is a huge thing for the, for the culture, it yeah. It felt a sure. bit cheap, it, like a bit, I don't know how to put it. Like like they glossed yeah. over it, that they didn't, it wasn't much of an emphasis. Mm. I can see that. Yeah, he, he did try Excalibur to like say, oh, that's in a, in, a, in, a, in a Luchador mask, that would be immediate disqualification. And it's like, tell us why then, because I don't know. I agree with that point that they didn't make a big thing about it because I didn't notice until the replay. So yeah, I you know what I mean. Normally, yeah, yeah, I I would have like had I had I don't know Jr. or someone you know oh my god then I would you know what I mean I would have probably seen it then but yeah, you're, it I happened, agree. That, happened that quickly that I was just like why has he got his hands up I don't oh right that's why <laughs> should have been made a bigger deal because exactly because. Didn't Penta and Phoenix nearly take each other's masks off? They did, yeah. Yeah, and it, that that felt more sort of thingy. A big yeah. thing. More of a big oh, yeah. thing. Than, that when it was like ripped. They were basically I think he ripped it too far because Penta looked quite angry. <laughs> 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 Holding it on while he was kicking people and stuff. <laughs> but again, that was a, again really good. I mean, anything with Pack and Phoenix in it is always going to be money, in it, oh, yeah. really? It was a great match. Oh. I just thought the, the ending kind of... 
soured it a little bit. Lackluster. Yeah. Also, this is the thing of false finishers where literally Pack and Phoenix piled everything onto him and he still kicks out it too. It felt, no, no, this is... No. <laughs> Yeah, we have a big thing on false finishes. <laughs> Someone hits you with a black arrow, you ain't getting up. Sorry. I think that I think that's kind of a AEW's thing, just like a whole bunch of kickouts and in and, and NXT they do that often too. Yeah. It's just like it's it's too much sometimes. Yeah, totally, uh, totally yeah that, agree. Was, that was good. Uh, the Jade Cargill match, and also that's great. Now. Um, it's good to see Chris yeah, Atlander back as well. Oh yes. Yeah, after her ACL, um, it's been since when? It's near been enough, a year, right? Near enough. It was, it was before. It was before the pandemic, wasn't it? She was. Wasn't she at Revolution? Am I making that up? I might be making that up. I think they. I, I think it was like the first couple of crowdless matches. It happened that was it around them. I think it's yeah, been near enough. Was, a year. Yeah. And she and she was doing the Alexis Rose boop as well, <laughs> which I was all, I was all here for. <laughs> She's piling up with best friends now, which is another good stable. I mean. AEW should change its name to Stable, Stable, Stable. Yeah, Stable, Stable, Stable here, Stable there. I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what the thing is about that. I'm I don't hate it. I'm just confused why there's so many stables. Well, we we think that they're going to end up introducing a trios championship because uh-huh. they've they've gone away from calling them like three six man tags or six person tags now, and it's now a trios match and. Okay. They've got enough of them to make that belt, and it'd be pretty unique. So they may, like- may as well go there. My co-host was thinking that there's a potential, he feels like some type of pay-per-view where that's geared towards that um, in regards to just the different factions and state uh, stables. I don't know. She's, don't she's, know. Led, like, she's led you in here, Joe. Go on. It's blood and guts, but that's not a pay-per-view. Blood and guts. <laughs> I, 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 I saw your face. <laughs> as, 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 I've been mentioning blood and guts for like the past year, since it was stolen away from me last year. I think this is episode 27. You probably mentioned it 24 times or yeah. something like that. Maybe, yes, yes. Uh, we're getting it now. Somebody also, needs to listen to you then. <laughs> they finally got all my letters that I sent. Uh, but yeah, they're not going to build two rings with cages around it for just Chris Jericho and, and MJF. There's going to be other matches in there. And it's either going to be Dark Order and the Hardy. Office, how Hardy family office. I always get that the wrong way around. <laughs> or it's going to be who was the other? Who was the other? Oh, Death, uh, Death Triangle, Moxley, Death Triangle, or oh, Moxley Kingston against um, the Elite. Which and again, then there's what? Yeah. There's uh, what is it? Team Taz. What is that's? Yeah, that's other... falling apart now. That's that's all kicking off yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do, do you kind of feel like the uh, the Good Brothers just they're, they're kind of done with Impact, like? I know they've got impact <laughs> contracts, but they're pretty much just AEW now. You drop them belts in impact and they're just like, we'll just hang around here now doing knob jokes. Yeah. Whatever works for them, I guess, isn't it? They get their little five minutes on being the elite each week. But I kind of feel like there's uh, something brewing there with them and the Young Bucks within that. Oh, like Young Bucks saying they're the best friend. tag team in the world and you've got them next yeah, to them. I like, that. Mm? Yeah, I, I noticed. I don't think another team would be okay with another team saying they're the best team in the world. That, that would, I would feel like that would bother me. So I, I, I was wondering if we were going to see any, see something like some looks or something, but we'll see. 
We've also is it is it a week on a week on Saturday? Omega versus a Swan is happening, isn't oh, is it? That about too, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, because I knew I knew it was in this month, and I was like, oh, please don't be like on the same weekend as WrestleMania. But <laughs> it's yeah, it was at the end. I'm pretty sure it's the twenty fourth, so we've got that to happen as well. Because you know, Swan's had an incredible run as a champion over an Impact, and I, I'm just hoping he's not fed to Omega. I'm hoping you know he gets to show to show out, but I can't see Omega not losing. He's going. Yeah, he's he's not winning. He's, he's on fire right now. So, what, Joe? I've not watched it. So, can you tell us? Um, you mentioned last night in the chat, in the WhatsApp chat, Omega's speech on BTE. Oh, he just does this 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 really good speech that they, the young books basically alluded to at the start of this week, where it's like we're fed up of being what you wanted us to be. We're going to be what we want to be. But he does like this five minute monologue while the young books are sat either side of him, and it's, it's just really good. And it sort of turns Omega from being that this this sort of foppish, cartoonish heel that he sort of was. It was very, very over the top and silly, and has made him a lot more grounded and serious now. It was it was genuinely. I, I, I recommend you just watch that last five minutes. I was going to ask you at what point is it in because I've just had so much so much to watch. watch. <laughs> and there's also the dark order bit where um, they reattach um, five penis. <laughs> <laughs> That they cut off last week, and they basically put like a thermos flask down his trousers. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's what you get on being the elite. You get like heartfelt sentimentality and, and knob joke. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, my other point I'd like uh, from um, AW this week before we move on is uh, Cash Wheeler taking that punch off Mike Tyson. I mean, he pulled the punch, but he still got some. It, I felt that. Yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you heard it too. I was like, oof. Yeah. Big shout out to Wardlow for carrying him out of the arena because that <laughs> that's a lovely thing. But yeah, I saw him was like, I know he's pulled out, but it's rattled. Like, yeah. it, it looked, it looked a little strong. <laughs> was was it was it Cash who delivered the punch to that guy at the Hall of Fame who attacked Brett? Yeah, Maybe. the guy that jumped the barrier and yeah, yeah and rushed him. I'm I pretty think, sure it was him. It might have been actually. So that's some nice turnaround. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Do we do it? How do we feel about Tyson being on the TV? I don't know why he's there, but I'm always happy to see him. You know, he's fun, isn't he? he's a nice little fun man. Yeah, I don't know. My thing with AEW, I don't know. It's it's everything we've seen. We were so they 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 sold us a promise about we're gonna be different, we're gonna do this, that, and the third, and it just seems like a lot of it is. I'm watching either WCW or or stuff from <laughs> again the Attitude Era you know, in regards to the people that they bring in and stuff like that. I'm not saying it's bad, but... They have a ranking system that have, makes okay, no sense. Yeah, Britt yeah. Brit, Brit yeah. Baker well took down this week. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that people can just jump to the front of the queue by nonsense. Awesome. Yeah. The ranking system is worthless if, if you don't play by the rules of it. That's why I enjoyed Britt Baker just destroying it <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Money. I was yeah. going to say, I did enjoy her promo, though. I, I'm I'm a fan of Britt Baker. I like I like what they're doing. And hopefully she wins this title. I, I need them to change the women's title. I hate it. But um, I, can, I can see her being the next champion. She just had it for over a year now and not really done anything with it, which is no real fault of hers because there's not been anyone for her to go up against, really, because of yeah. COVID and travel restrictions and whatnot. Yeah. Now that stuff's yeah. sort of opening up, and they've also built up some good competition for her. Yeah, 
I just, I, I just want her character to be developed. Her character hasn't developed since no. she won the title. No, really, beyond you've got cos- cosplaying as Final Fantasy. So. I mean, Red Velvet's come on leaps and bounds since that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jade Cargill's still a bit green, but I can see her. She's still a bit green, but she has really good character work. So yeah. that's, that's she's going to be money. Too much posing for me. But <laughs> that's, that's, her, that's her shtick in it. That's fine. Yeah. But also, you've got Statlander's back now. I think Penelope Ford's well enough to do stuff again now. So there is there is stuff there. It is it is getting there, and yeah. eventually we're going to get the good women's division that we sort of were alluding to before all this happened, which is good. Yeah, because that's their biggest week. Sure. Someone pointed out as well that this week none of the big names. We had no Moxley. We had we only had a bit of Omega. You know, and it still was a good show without all of the bigger names in it. And I was like. It's true, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Joy Motzlick, he'll be gone, he'll be gone in a bit. Renee's 20, 29 weeks gone now, I think. I've been listening to a lot of uh, her oral sessions this week, <laughs> <laughs> so she's done a lot of good interviews. She had Ray Ripley on, Sami Zayn, and Paige. She's been bashing them all out, they were good, right? So, AEW done. So, NXT, a bit backwards, we're going kind of backwards in time here. NXT, then, so first time on a Tuesday night, I must say, I was. Quite taken aback by the cruiserweight match. So I, I've said I was, uh, I finish, I'm finishing work this week, and I'm, I'm not taught. I'm a teacher. I'm not taught for the last few days because I don't have to anymore. And I was watching it and marking and doing work. And I had the phone like in front of me as I was marking, and I was like, "Oh, this is a good match." And Matt, 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 this is a good match. I was like, "What?" Because she just won. And I was like, "Because going into the match, I was like, well, he ain't losing this after the the ladder match that he's just done." Yeah, he it was a quality match. It was very good. And Kashida's finally got some, and he changed from, I'm sure Butcher commented on some, he's, he's changed into trunks and finally won something. Yeah, he was wearing his templates <laughs> gear. Yeah. Which I thought was weird, but put a man in orange trunks, he's always going to win. And he did a <laughs> shout out to um, Justin Thunder Ligo as well. He did yeah, I did like his little uh, little celebration in the middle of the, it. Was, it was a cracker. I genuinely thought at the end that it was a bad call. Because he looked that surprised that he'd won. <laughs> but he was like, oh, you were supposed to kick out of that, yeah. But no, it's good. And now it sets up a load of other stuff. And I mean, I've wanted yeah, to win really stuff for, for, for ages, man. Because, yeah, he's, so he's a great talent. He's a yes. great talent. Really he's definitely yeah. that, but sure. he, can, he can elevate that title. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's, mis- it's just been misused, really. Like what could be a great title has been misused massively. So, yeah. And, he, he has basically just been enhancement, glorified enhancement talent. Like he always loses, but comes out, and everyone's talking about him. But he's always lost, and he, exactly. he ain't going. He ain't going anywhere with it. I'll come back to losing and going somewhere with it later on. But he <laughs> he doesn't seem to go anywhere with it. So I enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed Adam Cole getting carried into hospital with Kyle O'Reilly and just <laughs> again bleep 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 bleep. Whoever's in charge of that button earned the money that day, didn't he? <laughs> Um, can I ask a question? Is Karrion Cross supposed to be face or heel? Because oh, they yeah. were cheering him like he he had a cure for cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give him a mic. Oh no, he's terrible on the mic. I also like the fact that Scarlet was just doing this all the way through <laughs> it. Like she's a better talker. Let her talk. Yeah, I think that's the reason why she's there <laughs> because of that. She did now, apart from stand there looking sort of delirious for a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a really weird generic catchphrase based p- 
promo. It's like, that's not what you are. Like, I, I read, I think it was on Bleacher, but when I was reading the reviews, they were like, Karrion Cross is the most main roster NXT champion they basically had. Yeah. And the promo you cut just emphasized that. And it was just like, that is not good. Like, either let Scarlett talk for you or stay quiet. Yeah. It, it adds to the mystique, I guess, of his character by just keeping quiet. Yeah, because his entrance is... I can't wait. I can't, <laughs> best I, entrance. can't wait for that to be in front of a crowd. <laughs> that entrance. Imagine that entrance at a WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, that would wow. be pretty sick. Pretty sick. Love it. And um, t- t- no, we'll talk about Mania later, but there was... I really enjoyed the, the moment of the three... The three champions. Three champions. I mean, they, they I, I've never seen so many different accounts based on WWE publish the same picture at the same time <laughs> over <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. I was like, God, they're really egging this. But that moment was, it was real. Like you could see it was real for the three of them. Um, yeah. I, I genuinely thought when like Ripley's music kicked in, I was like, oh, here we go. She's coming back to claim belts and stuff now. After what she called Frankie Tempest? Frankie? Frankie Monet. Frankie Monet, yeah. Yeah. She came out with a little dog and was kind of unimpressive. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Right now, we're, now here we go. And then, yeah, they just all were like, yeah, we've, we've done it. And I was like, I'm, I'm not quite, it's just got very dusty in this room all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not tears. It's, yeah, it's just beautiful to see. And it's just nice to see people that you've sort of watched and rooted for and seen well, old along the way. No, I was just saying, I know for me, it's always nice to see there's an emphasis on women's wrestling. So it's just really nice to see. You would hope, ideally, you know, because Rhea and Bianca are going to the main roster, that hopefully that it's the start of something. But, you know, you know, with Vince, damn it, Vince. <laughs> um, you just never know. But it, it, it was nice to end the show off and just have, you know, that moment for the women, which is really cool. Yeah, definitely. NXT have got possibly the best women's division everywhere, and they do utilize them. To great effect. Yeah, yeah. That is the that is the strength. As in the yeah. uh, the the main event intergender tag match, which wow. I I've watched again and I absolutely absolutely hundred percent adore that. When intergender wrestling is taken sort of seriously and not as a sideshow, it, as it's a really, sideshow, yeah. Because I mean, like, it's not it's not real, real, is it? So why can't women fight men? Yeah, and I think if you know. Candice LeRae's background in the Indies. Yeah. Like that, I remember that, uh, the Butcher. He's in a. He's he's a guy who does all our graphics for our uh, <laughs> our pod, and he's he's often on it. He he put me onto a Candice LeRae match, like a hardcore mixed tag match, intergender match. And I was like, what the hell? Like she's just like Johnny Gargano's wife. This was like a few years ago. I was like, she's just Johnny Gargano's wife. Like like happy go lucky. It's like wow, she's covered in blood. Yep. And she could go. She could hang with the men. So it was, I really enjoyed seeing her. Did she tornado DDT Loomis? Yeah. Was it her? Him? Tried to tried to get um, Bronson Reed as well off the top rope at the end. I mean, that was adorable. That was like him being attacked by a tiny mosquito, wasn't it? But, <laughs> <laughs> but also like um, Shotzi going, pick me up to Bronson to, to use me as, I mean, it's while Indy shouted, "Pick me, pick me!" Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that whole the whole bit of her pretending to be dead or whatever it was, I didn't really understand it. But yeah, it was nice. It told some good stories. There were some cracking cracking spots in it, and it turns out Bronson Reed can lift two women 
easily. Like it ain't no. Easy. <laughs> it was just fun. Like I said, it was just it was it was a good wrestling match. Apart from that, I can't really remember much else from NXT. Yeah, I thought the first hour was a bit yeah, and then the second hour kind of kicked off with yeah, the cruiserweights, the women, and then and then that. But yeah, it it the the thing I liked about the main event it was unique. Like it's quite often to be surprised by wrestling these days. So to kind of see that and I was kind of like eh, going into it I was like, oh, well they're not going to allow the men and women to fight so to see that to see the spots to see the storytelling with Indy I was just like kind of all came together I was like that's good I like You're not that. going to get Shotzi Blackheart not taking taking <laughs> off men are you, you know? Shotzi. <laughs> yeah. there's something she can throw herself off in a dangerous manner she's going to do it she's <laughs> going to throw for sure for sure <laughs> That's why we love her because she. I was gonna no, say that's why we love her. She has no I, I, guard for I have her. No problem with that. Right. She's the female Jeff Hardy, effectively, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> that's how I've always looked at her. Upon. But she's brilliant. So yeah, that was NXT AW. So let's let's kick off to Mania then. So obviously it was over two nights. Um, we have debated on the pod last week about who would get the first pop. Um, I was always about. This was before the main event was announced, so I was always like, Sasha and Bianca need to main event. But it also make, made sense in terms of let Drew go out first and let Drew get the pop because he didn't get the main moment from last year. But of course, Vince McMahon got the, uh, <laughs> got got the, the first, first pop. He had the first pop. He how, did. How, how was that moment? Because obviously you were there on night one. How was that? Mo- I, I actually really enjoyed that moment. So how was it like being there? It, I keep describing describing being there and then seeing all the superstars. I, you can genuinely see that they, you know, we take certain things for granted and it's just when some, especially when something is taken away from us, you really appreciate it. You can kind of just see it with everyone that they were really taking it in and especially Vince. Um, it was, that was a really good moment. That was, again, this is something I grew up watching since I was seven, eight, nine years old and just, you know, and I, I remember after a while saying, ah, you know, I don't want to keep going to shows anymore. I'm not as I'm in in rest into wrestling, but not as much as I was before. I feel like because it's been pretty lackluster for a while. But being there, man, it, it reminded me, nope, you got to keep going to shows because it, it was it was definitely a magical um, night and seeing him come out and then WrestleMania. That was that was super cool. <laughs> only oh, only two jets for the flyover. <laughs> I thought it was a weird amount of jets. One or three. <laughs> Who is weird? It's great. Like it's that great picture of uh, just Rhea Ripley, and she's just effectively in tears. Join that. Yeah. I think join the national and, anthem. Yeah. Yeah. She's very. <laughs> she's pro the national anthem. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that. Uh, it was, it was one of the things stood that stood behind Vince. Yeah. Sasha stood behind Vince when he was doing his speech and she literally mouths, That's my friend. <laughs> That's my friend. That's that, my that, friend. That. I sent it to someone and they, they didn't understand. Who was it? Was it you, John? I sent it and you, I don't think they understood it. And I was like, Well, she's always on Twitter, like commenting on Vince's. Know. Thank yeah. you, Vince. You're my friend. And I was like, She's paying, paying, paying that off there. And I think over the two nights, what was one of the nicest things was you could see in the entrances of them. Because yeah. we watch AEW every week, it's it's quite easy to forget because they have had crowds for so long because they've, exactly. they've got the open-air stadium. 
it's very easy to forget these performers haven't had crowds for over a year. And like, you know, Orton surprised me. Yeah. Like when Orton came out, he was like, he was doing the whole rock thing, like goosebumps. And you could see he was emotional. Edge, <laughs> massive heel, massive pop. And he was massive acting pop. like the face. Yeah. And the, the big one for me was KO. Like he was like a kid. Like the way he ran out there and he was like ultimate warrior in the role. And he was like, <laughs> I love it's that. Like, it's like what I mentioned right before in regards to all of this, we kind of took all this for granted, just being able to, even outside of wrestling, right? Just being able to go places without thinking, oh, I need to wear a mask or I'm, I can potentially get sick or whatever. We take, we literally take these things for granted. So now that, you know, we got a taste of it, you know, I, the fans and the performers really took that in and, and embraced, embraced it and, and cherished that, that moment. So. Yeah, that's cool. So I'll, I'll ask you all outside of the match. Just that... to go back to the crowds thing briefly. Uh, oh, there was yeah. a moment when Roman Reigns was stood on the outside and everyone was booing him and got, you know, and Roman he just up. stood there and it was there was a look of like, I know I'm supposed to be angry at you booing me, but also I've missed this so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a look of sort of genuine love that, that briefly flashed over his face. And I was like, oh, that's, that's got to be it, Anna. You're at Mania and there's a crowd there for the first time in, in a year. I watched back the triple threat before because, like, I was I was running on fumes by the time night <laughs> it was two. A late night, yeah. Like, I, I had three hours sleep between Mania one and two, and um, yeah, I was falling asleep. And I watched it back, and I was like, I'm glad the crowd booed him because it really played into his character. Because there's the bit when he power bombs Brian through. I love the spot he power bombs Brian through the announce table, but just before he's doing it, all the crowd are chanting Roman sucks, Roman sucks. That's and what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, and you have that bit where it flashes over him, but then you have him back in character where he is. I l- he's one of the best characters in wrestling at the moment. That that I no no I am I am the person. Them, like, yeah, he sneers at him and goes, yeah. "Okay, you, I'm going to do this then." And then he obviously turns around and gets spears off speared off the the, yeah, the steps. I said that in regards to him, like the crowd still booing him because it's just nowadays, right, where you know, you're a heel, but you still get cheered. Yeah. But it, it, it just felt really old school in the sense of like, no, he's a, he's a classic monster heel. Yeah. He needs to be booed. So that, that, I loved how that, 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 I guess that stayed in, in character um, in regards to him being booed. So yeah. Cause obviously, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Well, my, my friend Paul, who, yeah. who's on the pod sometimes, he said, when Reigns first came back as his heel, and he said, he said to me, he's the closest thing to Attitude Era Triple H in terms of pure heel. Like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I you can see, see what I mean. Obviously, you got when he came back from the quad injury, you got all the cheers, but he very, very quickly turned that around. But um, <laughs> have you seen Roman's tweet about they missed their tribal chief? Because that was fantastic. <laughs> I had to, <laughs> I had to take a moment to see that the faded picture was fans with their fingers up, middle fingers up to him. <laughs> well, Clearly burn. they did. Clearly they missed the, the tribal chief. <laughs> um, like we've talked a few times about triple. We're not always the biggest fan of a triple threat because we kind of feel it falls into the trope of, oh, we'll, we'll knock someone out with a nothing move and then they lie down for five minutes. Um how did I really enjoy this triple threat? I, I said going into it, I trust Daniel Bryan with my life. Like he, he can make anything good. 
Um, sure. How did we? How did we enjoy this triple threat? Because I, I enjoyed it watching it back tonight. I was, it's, if, it's good. If, if we didn't have the main event we had um, the night before, I would probably tell you that probably would have been the. I would. I would be. I would be comfortable to say that that was the better, the best match of the night. But again, that wasn't the case. But it was a really. It was a good match. It was. A, um, I thought honestly, Daniel Bryan was was in there to just to get the pin. Or to be the one that was going to be pinned, but um, clearly Roman showed that wasn't the case. <laughs> <laughs> so now, um, I have issues with this because technically he draped him over him, so it technically uh, his pin. Just because Roman's on oh, top it, of him, is, it, is that how it works? Where's the rules on this? No, but <laughs> he, he was clever with it because he put Edgy's shoulders down. I know. So. <laughs> Both of their shoulders are on the mat. I I don't think that I think that was deliberate. He made sure Edgy's shoulders. I I texted this at the time, going, "Well, actually, no." (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I I agreed with you. And then I asked Paul, and he's like, "No." But I I didn't kind of clock it at the time. But on SmackDown, on the Go Home Show, Roman had come out. They all did a promo, and all of them were fantastic promos, um, individually. And Roman said. It's not a phrase. It's not a catchphrase. Show wreck. What is it? Wreck. Show up and wreck them, or whatever it is. And he went, "I'm going to wreck them, and I'm going to stack them." And he said that on SmackDown. He said, "I'm going to stack them, and I am going to win." And he, he did it. He did it. Man. He did it. He, he did definitely it. did it. <laughs> where Where do you Where do you go with Roman from here? Like who? That was something that that was something that I asked. I don't I don't unless maybe maybe him and Edge continue this feud. I really don't see who's next up in regards to facing him. I would think I know some I think last year a lot of people were saying have them groom Big E up mm-hmm. to maybe potentially face Roman, especially since he just dropped the IC title to Apollo. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't, I don't see anyone at this particular moment. And that's the thing with WWE, with their talent in general. It's it's not, you have to build your talent, right? Because So when this feud is over, now you have someone else, um, a viable candidate to face them, and you don't have that. So now it's just, and it, that's what happens is it winds up being the same thing over and over and we get tired of it. So I, I, I me personally, I have no idea. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna float a name out there for you, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, I have to I have to go. I can't stay on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not happy about that. But okay, that's what's gonna happen? Okay. they're gonna bring in um, Brock Lesnar or Cena or something, and it's gonna make the whole thing meaningless. I hear that enough with my co-host in regards to Brock and how great he is and this that and I'm just I I. I thought this this mania was refreshing not to see Brock yes. uh, Taker and have no and, surprises. Just keep with the talent that you have already. I thought I thought that was perfect. I'm I'm perfectly fine not seeing him, Ronda, this person, that per- person. Just again, what I was mentioning, just build up the talent you have so you can have stars and you can pass the title along to the next person and this, that, and the third. So. No Brock, please. <laughs> I know Brock. Present on board with oh, you. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're there with that. Unfortunately, that's how Vince's brain works, isn't it? Is exactly. That, 
And with all these releases, I guess they're trying to get some money together for someone. I'm assuming. <laughs> Do you that's what it is? Fine, fine. Having to dig around around the back of the sofa to get loose change to pay for Brock. Right, to, to pay for Brock, exactly. <laughs> and the one thing, I mean, whoever does at this point, whoever does beat Roman now is is made. He's going to be, a, yeah, a, a little. Which, for which, sure. Which makes for me sure. hope it is for an, an up-and-comer. Or up no, that's that's a very wrong phrase because the people in my mind are not up and comers. Your people like Cesaro's, your biggies, and that like, if you can drag it on and tell stories to the extent where one of them steps up and takes exactly. it, like, Aww. could be huge. And in in between, I've like you with your blood and guts. I keep saying this. I want proper feud with Seth Rollins. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can see, I can see that happening, but you know, he's. I guess he's eventually gonna have to turn back to face, right? Because yeah, he's doing this heel work right now. Did you like his new music? Yeah, I do. I did. I mean, I, I mean, I prefer you know, burn it or the original burn it down, but it was better than the Messiah thing that he was coming out to on Raw. I hated it. I never knew if it was him or Bailey that was coming out. <laughs> I always said the same thing. I was like, I didn't know if it was Bailey or him. Opening. But then obviously we know because they're on different uh, brands, but um, I, I said the same thing. Aw. Uso betrayal. Could happen, but can then... You, can you really see Jay Uso no. as... I'm, I'm just spitballing stuff. No. no. Of course not. Okay. He's already walked his <laughs> ass like three times in a row. It's Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And I'm assuming Jimmy would have to yeah. Um, come back eventually, so maybe he helps. I, I don't know. I don't know. It would devalue the whole thing. They've built it up to be this huge, unobtainable monster man to then yeah. have it be won by hijinks, seems yeah, incongruous, I'm, really, doesn't it? I'm interested though. Like, SmackDown's the, the main roster show I look the most forward to, mm-hmm. and I don't think since Roman's come back, I don't think they've dropped the ball with anything. No, storyline story wise, match wise. Like I said, admittedly, when Roman came back, I was a bit sort of, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, he's, he's fully leaned into this heel thing, and he's doing it spot on. He's doing it lovely style, yeah. And the thing is, I'm sure he, he would have wanted to play a heel a long time ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. Similar to what I think about, like, with The Rock, right? Like, it was just, he felt betrayed by the the audience, the crowd, and then he when they turned him heel, he was just like, let me just rip on everybody, and... <laughs> Whatever, so <laughs> that bit where he came out with a guitar and was just singing songs about how much this town sucked. <laughs> it's lazy heel work, but it's good, isn't it? Like, especially with the rock. But it's the, but it's the rock, right? He he it's nails it. charisma, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah. So outside of the two main events, then what were your matches of the night? And Jenna, over with you first. Uh, definitely the tag team match between um Miz and Morrison and Bad Bunny and uh, yeah, uh, Damian Priest. I was, as everyone, you know, I think Bad Bunny gained. I was always a fan of Bad Bunny, but I think he gained quite a new, quite a bit of new fans. You know, just right. You know, with the Canadian Destroyer or the Bunny Destroyer, as people Bunny. are calling it now. Um. It was just a good, you know, and on top of that, I, I keep saying this. I respect the hell out of him because I, I'm sure you guys heard that he moved to Orlando yep. to train at the performance center to just hone in those skills. So for him to do that and take this seriously, uh, you know, 
Drew, Drew Gulak and Adam Pearce, wasn't it? it was yeah, that he trained with, yep. You know, and, and, and it, it delivered. It, it, you know how most celebrity appearances or matches is very silly and just – that's what I was expecting. I, I per, uh, purposely didn't think that, um, you know, he wouldn't it – would, it would be Damian Priest that was working most of the match. But he only got in, what, like a three minutes of that? Yeah, it was, didn't do a lot, no. Yeah. Didn't do a lot. So, I mean, that was – a pleasant surprise how good that match was. I think, and then the Cesaro, the Cesaro and 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 Seth Rollins match was really really good as well. So, and Bobby and Drew. I, listen, night one, <laughs> I, there was, was, <laughs> was, good. was was it was pretty solid. It was pretty solid, and it, I the turmoil match with the women that wasn't that wasn't a good match, but it was. You had memorable moments, right? Such as <laughs> Mandy Rose slipping. Um, <laughs> We had a, a wardrobe malfunction with Dana Brooke, and then, um, and then the crowd, the the reception that Tamina got, you know, that, that took me back. Yeah, I like where did that come from? You know, you know what? I I think it goes back down to what I mentioned before. I think we're all just wrestling is back, or it was back for that weekend, and we got to just appreciate everyone that was involved, and and I think. Most people are aware with Tamina. She's one of the few um, superstars in general that hasn't really had her moment. Yeah, last year she had the the feud with Bailey, but you know, in regards to just having a mania moment and and, and getting the pin, um, I don't know. I guess maybe there was like that sympathy that the crowd <laughs> felt for her. So I don't know, but I that that made me happy. I was happy for for her in that sense. And just night one, I think just. Delivered, great. yeah. Sure. Even even the the match that I was really the Braun Strowman Shane McMahon one was a pretty good match, and I was I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. It was fun. I will I will say I did miss that match only because I that was my my exact thoughts, and I was trying to get to floor because my friend was want had a way for me to sit closer, and I wanted to be closer for the main event, but that didn't work out right well. <laughs> So I miss essentially that match, but I hear mixed reviews in regards to that. It was it was better than it had any right to be. Yeah, it was harmless. It was fine. I, I it was fine. Offended. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> it, the, it was the abomination that I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah we had we had no interest. I mean, the the visual of him tearing the cage was, was, that was cool. cool. Yeah, the best thing he could have done was got Shane to the top of the cage, thrown him out, and then gone. Now who's stupid? Oh wait, hang on. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I thought was going to happen, you know. That's oh, what really? I was gonna happen. Yeah, I made that up. Fine. No, no. Joe, during the night, I was like, that's exactly what's going to happen. When they were at the top, so when he threw him back into the yeah. ring, I was like, okay, I'm shocked at that. Um, go, 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 going back to the uh, Bad Bunny one, like I, I briefly joined uh, our friend's Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I went on the, like, they did like a live watch along stream, and I briefly went into the comment section with them, and I was like, you know what? Like he is a credit and a message to anyone who judges somebody before they perform, because a lot of people judge Bad Bunny before he performed. And the go home show of Raw, for me, he got a superb promo. Yeah, man. Yeah. Superb promo. And yeah. I, I also heard, was it Dave Meltzer? Somebody said that apparently the reason it wasn't a tag match at first was because Priest Priest had a back injury. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a singles match, and Priest was only cleared the week leading up to Mania, hence it being a tag match, but also hence why Bad Bunny had to... Carry the match. To carry the match. Oh. And, he, and he did. 
and you also like when I was wow. watching it, he 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 had no hesitation. Like do you know when he does the diving crossbody off the top of the rope to the outside, but like he just gets up and goes straight away. There's like often when you see these celebrities or that, or even even superstars, yeah, even superstars who don't go to the top rope, they they spend a long time getting the balance. He just went up, just bang, just gone. And I was like, and Snoop's wasn't a crossbody, it was a gentle fall to the ground. I'm sorry. Well, Sasha took the piss out of him. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the man's like seven foot tall, he could have just stepped off that and been fine. Like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you mentioned uh Cesaro and Seth, like, I was super excited for this match. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad that we didn't get the bad bunny Miz singles match after seeing <laughs> yeah. that. He'll be back. I mean, like, he has to, he has but, to be back. I, I had no idea who Bad Bunny was because I listened to the same music I did when in 1996. <laughs> yeah, I just, just who I am. Um, but yeah, after after I mean after he's the, after the crossbody at the first one I was like, oh okay, he's he's went up there. Like you said, he had no fear. He go straight off, no hesitation. And then it was like, oh, he's going into training. I was like, okay, listen to this. It's it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I quite like it. But the, his entrance though. Where he's just oh, on, top of that, on top of that juggernaut coming in. I'm like, this is baller. I'm on board for this. <laughs> Listen, and then the thing is with Bad Bunny, he's he's a mega, mega star. And the, the irony that we're discussing this right now, um, you guys saw night two when Triple H handed him the briefcase and everyone thought that was the money in the bank briefcase, but it mm-hmm. was because of he has a tour um, next year and the ticket the, or pre-sale happened today. And... I personally was trying to get tickets, but I I found out afterwards that they were on sale and it needed two hours. I, it was just in a queue, like trying to get. Yeah. Wow. So this I, I'm not saying his WWE, WWE appearance did that, but I'm sure, like you said, you didn't hear of him, but, you know, well, I'm sure he's doing great. Yeah. It's done him no yeah. harm in any way, shape For or form. For sure. Right. So it, it definitely definitely gave him a, a new set of fans and put um, him in the hall of fame in the in the in the celebrity wing of yeah. i give him the hall in, just based off this whole little thing i said yep. if anytime he wants to come back please he's please. got the chops he'd be a bit rusty a couple of weeks in be fine yep. i think you've got to give chops to um Miz and morrison, Miz and morrison too. yeah yeah for sure but also for he sure. sold he sold like a demon his selling was brilliant. Yeah. He, he gave me the fear, the fear of like, oh, he's actually hurt there. Yeah. Like, he's took that from Sasha from. gives me that fear of she's actually hurt there. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's that good. I that. know. My, I'm, she always gives me a, <laughs> a, some type Heart's of heart, heart attack. <laughs> but like, I, I, I think, yeah, it is. I mean, even Randy Orton between the two nights, he was on the bump or something, and he was saying, he wasn't even asked about Bad Bunny. He was asked a question, and then he just went off, and he went, I need to talk about Bad Bunny. He went, he is coming to our world. He's coming to our business, and he's respected our business. He, he has trained, he has delivered, and he said, I can't give any more praise to anyone than I can give to Bad Bunny. I was like, wow, like, Orton doesn't do that. I was going to say, coming from Orton. And I was, and I was, man, the transformation that Randy Orton has made in the past few years is, it's, <laughs> Is mind boggling, and I I've always I know you know there's been controversy with Randy, but I've always been a fan of him at least in regards to the wrestler, maybe you know whatever in regards to the actual person. But you know it's nice to see how he's grown as a person, and but I agree with him. Just 
he bad buddy respects the business maybe because he because he's an actual fan so he took it it's not someone like these little rappers out here that wants to be in it because making a mockery of it he actually literally wanted to be a part of this world so as you said he moved all his operations to florida didn't he he did (laughs) That's, I mean, I w- imagine being that rich. Oh, I'm gonna move to Orlando for a couple of <laughs> to be wrestling. For a month. Yeah, no, big, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, like, if you were a massive wrestling fan and he went, Do you want to come and train for a month and then be at Mania? You'd be like, Do I have to sell a kidney for this because I'm on board for it? Whatever it <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was there yesterday. Like, you don't have to even ask me twice. <laughs> <laughs> You get to ride on top of a big juggernaut. Yeah. Pyro? Yeah. Hell yeah. The whole first night for me was cracking. Well, Seven, once the Seffens of Zaro came out, I was like, here we go. Like, I was so excited for this match. And even more so, like, knowing that like in real life, they're, they're pretty much like best friends. So. I mean, what, one thing I really liked about night one, especially, is moves being pulled out that aren't normal moves. And I always feel like you should have something extra for a mania. And there was loads, especially in this match, you had that, I don't know what you'd call it. Was it like a 360 corkscrew splash that Seth did off the top rope? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What the was... hell is this? <laughs> yeah, that was a, a new one. Yeah. I was like, yeah, and, and and he wasn't the only one on the night. You had obviously then Cesaro then did the UFO, which the week before, uh, Butcher I've mentioned, he actually That's said predicted. He said Cesaro's going to do the UFO because he used to do it on the Indies loads, and he's not really done it on WWE. Um, and he, he he did that. I was like, yeah, um, and I could not believe it, Joe, when you sent like the times, and I was like, Cesaro and Seth was eleven minutes, like they got that much into eleven minutes. Said there was nothing really over twenty minutes the entire weekend. Yep. I don't know whether that was deliberate because there wasn't a full crowd, and it was to keep them pumped. Because if you'd have done like a, an Iron Man match or something, it, you'd have lost people. But everything under twenty minutes—that's about my level of focus before I. <laughs> in regards to actually the weather, um... I am British, so it is in my. <laughs> to talk about. No, I think the I think. Um... Um, a lot of the wrestlers, like some of the matches, I think the time did get cut for some of the matches because of the rain delays and stuff like that. So I, especially second night was the same. There was, was, no, okay. there was nothing really know, over. With like you said, in regards to Cesaro and Seth, that was they got a lot in, but I was like, this is this is quick. And then again, the women's match that was sloppy. So I just felt that you know time was cut, but. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> did Did you get to see all the the promos when you were there, like on the screen and stuff, on yeah. on night one? What in regards to like hyping up the different uh, matches and stuff like that? No, no. When when they did the rain delay and they were just oh, doing no. all these unscripted promos. No, no. We oh, were telling me about it afterwards. I didn't get to see them. Or they about obviously because uh, we what happened was. They had to go into, um, I guess, go in for cover because it was getting ready to rain or was supposed to rain. So a lot of times they had us in there. So that's why we probably missed it. No, it was quite eye-opening because they just sent a lot of people out and were like unscripted and you could see who was good at it. KO. 
KO. Percent nailed it, didn't he? Braun Eesh. Strowman, like a child of a spelling bee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense, right? When this, when <laughs> I guess that's why if he's playing into his character. Yeah. <laughs> why he calls him stupid because yeah. <laughs> it's just a big like meathead essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. KO is. Just- Within about two minutes, he sold 19 years of history between him and Sammy and simultaneously shit all over Jim Cornette. And I was like, here we go. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. And I, I enjoyed Seth's as well. <laughs> he, he went a bit Chris Jericho calling the uh, presenter the, the wrong name, but yeah, it was, it, it was good. Another thing talking about speaking out loud that I enjoyed was Woods. Mid tag team match shouting, We are effectively cutting the ring in half right now, and that's why we're a great tag team. And you're not AJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are always value for money, though, no matter what they do, they're always the heart and soul, even when it's uh... but that match. I don't know how you felt being there. That, that match really took me aback because going into it, New Day are faces, AJ's heel, but the whole match played out in the opposite direction. And yes. Yes, I felt I, I felt that way too. That New Day was the the actual heels. Yeah, I I think that was a, I this the crowd sensed that as well. Well, yeah, be right because they we were everyone was kind of just so hyped to see um this guy Amos and see what Omos is that's his name right? Yeah. See what he can do. So yeah. How how did you feel about him when he came in? You know, after a while, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, I was paying attention to a lot of the matches, but I my, my nerves was for the main event. So I was my focus was in and out. But in regards, he was very dominant. I, I think I was mentioning to or someone was mentioning in regards to the, he reminded them they remind he reminded them of Diesel back in the day and kind of AJ like that whole Shawn Michaels, that dynamic thing. Um, and I can see that. So, but it, it was impressive. And then New Day, you know, I love New Day because you get anything you throw their way, they're going to excel and, and do make the best out of it. So it was it was a fun match, though. Yeah, it was a fun match. Outside of my attention going in and out, it was. But I remember it was a fun match. Yeah, and you mentioned um, the opener being a good one, Lashley and Bobby. Like just just to blend this into Raw now. How do you feel about? It would appear the, the, the outcasts of retribution are now part of the Hurt Business. I don't like that because you could have... The Hurt Business was was fine, right? Everyone enjoyed it. In regards to the match at Mania, I popped for Bobby winning just because we all assumed Drew was going to win because, like you mentioned earlier, so he can have his moment in front of the crowd. So I was programmed into thinking this was that was going to happen so when i when bobby won i was like oh oh my god like (laughs) um but yeah i i don't get the whole retribution thing being recruited into the hurt business when you had viable options with shelton and uh cedric alexander so i don't know yeah i like bobby as i i I like it i like they didn't take the belt off him he's very since last year since partnering with MVP he's done a really really good job just showing how strong he is and not saying much because he's not the best on the mic um he's this is the best his character has been since coming back to WWE this is the perfect perfect role for him yeah I think I've said a few times like to me MVP was a low-key best signing of 2020 and 
we had um, Phil Lindsay. On. We, we did a pod on representation in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the pod that Phil joined us on. And he was saying, like, Bobby Lashley's... I didn't think of it like this. He said, Bobby Lashley's two best runs have been with MVP, but also when he... Oh, who was he with? The mouthpiece. Like, the name's just absolutely just Leo gone Rush. out of my head now. Leo Rush. Like, they're the best two runs when he had a mouthpiece. Who was, he had a mouthpiece, yeah. He was advocating. Even, even with Leo Rush, though, I don't think we were all fully invested into his character. Because remember at yeah. one point, I found him, he was silly at, at certain points. Like, I remember when he was, like, kind of, he bent over and he was slapping his butt, that type of thing. And Yeah. It was, a, it was a different dynamic, but... It was a different MVP. dynamic, but I like like you said, MVP has been an MVP signing, essentially, for, for them, right? So it's, <laughs> it's, worth, it's worked, well, it worked well for both both of them. Oh, for, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't... I thought Drew was going to win as well, so I was surprised at, at the last year. But it was a good... It was a good... It was a Vince McMahon-Hoss fight opener, and then... Yes, yes, that's definitely... It, and it was don't like the hurt lot though no. just just like shine it looks move. kind of minorly inconvenient <laughs> like you're just stealing my bits now are we okay with that i've been saying that for years you have what done but like john john gave john gave a great analogy at the weekend to me about that i think i just said it'd be like can you get off me please i've got other things to do I mean, I'm sure it'd be hard to get out of. I just don't know if it'd hurt. It seems inconvenient at best. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. How how big is this man? Maybe it might just hurt. I don't know. It probably would. He's very strong, but it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't look, I don't really buy Drew passing look- out to it. Next time I see you, John, right, I'm going to put you in a full Nelson and then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, Even Mick Foley, Mick Foley tweeted out, didn't it? Yeah, Mick Foley tweeted out a fucking Phil Nelson at WrestleMania in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> as a finish. I was like, okay. Is that any worse than Karrion Cross punching you in the back of the head? Yeah, Cross is worse. Cross is worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, just building on from Raw, then, how did we feel about um, Oscar losing to Rhea? Yeah. Um. I expected her to lose just because I didn't think Rhea and Bianca both were going to win. But mm-hmm. so I thought Oscar would lose just because they didn't, they haven't done a good job with her, you know? And this is a, this is a thing that a lot of us always say, you know, she's a decorated champion and, and from the outside in, you're like, Oh, well they treat her really good, but, they they don't you know it's Asa has all these different reigns but it doesn't uh, amount to anything and his prime example was this most recent one so I I knew she was going to lose so I didn't feel a way it just sucks that she's also what 0 and 5 0 and 4 at Mania oh yep. yeah you're right but it's you look you're at right. the people she's she's lost to and who she's put over it it is sort of good that that's what she, in the same way that Sasha Banks is like that it's, it's that thing of you put other people over to your I don't want to say detriment because no one came out of it looking bad. Mm-hmm. But, to everyone's benefit. To everyone's benefit, apart from you know you losing the belt. But like we've said with Oscar, is that she again she doesn't fit into Vince's type of she can't cut English promos, and that's Vince's biggest thing I think with it is that if you can't speak English good, 
like what I do. They're like what you just then, did. Uh, <laughs> I did it on purpose, Alice. It's that's the joke. Then yeah, you, you're knackered. It's it's uh, it's Andrade all over again. It's mm. yeah. Have a do cut a promo in Japanese, put subtitles on. I can read. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, but they do it in NXT. It's like so. It's not like it's a whole yes. company thing. Like no, Io Shirai has had one of the best championship reigns of anyone yeah. in WWE over the last year, and she's hardly cut a promo that's not in Japanese. Like I'm just like. Again. Yeah, when she speaks Japanese, they'll have the subtitle, or for like, yeah. So I, I'm like, I can fucking read. Just, just, just let <laughs> speak. Or she may not. She, she doesn't necessarily have to speak either. I, yep. you know, we all get that she's a great talent. Um, we all appreciate her talent. So I don't understand why that would be that would hinder her career, because because of that. But it's Vince for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I'm happy for Rhea. I, I really like Rhea. Yeah. And like, my God, she's got potential. She's what, she's 20, 24, 25. She's ridiculous. No, she's 23, actually. She's actually even wow. 12 like, years old. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, all the talent in the world. But yeah, we, <laughs> I think we've tried to start our own hashtag for the last few weeks, haven't we? Justice for Oscar. Since what was the pay-per-view when she was meant to face um, Lacey Evans and she was pregnant and then that match just didn't happen? Fastlane? Fastlane. Or was it Elimination Chamber? Might have been Elimination Chamber. And we're just like, you, you could just pull anyone. Just pull somebody out of the back. Let her have a match. And I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, she's always been the second person in any feud. And that's just wrong. It's kind of like when, remember for the triple threat match at TLC in 2019? No, 2018. 2018, yeah. Remember when she actually won the SmackDown women's title, but what happened? They panned to the crowd to show Roman and um, this guy fighting in the in the crowd. Oh, it's only like she's always out. I think it was Baron Corbin. Yeah. Um, they, they kept fighting throughout the arena and then they pan to that after she grabbed the bell and it's just like it's she's literally always an afterthought which is it's unfortunate because she has all the talent in the world i'd erase that from my memory but yeah that is true <laughs> <laughs> that's true i mean like yeah i i, I yeah Oscar, like, I, I found the raw after mania like quite underwhelming i'm just like i don't see where oscar is now gonna appear and the match was slapped and I won't say it was because it was her, but you know, and I again, Rhea hasn't been work, hasn't been in too many matches as of late, so probably like some. Well, no, her last her last singles match was Gonzalez. NXT. In NXT. Two and a half, three months ago. So wow. I mean, so that that match and the rematch was it was <laughs> it was a little sloppy, but you know, I don't it, it happens, you know. Yeah. But it, but it was also hard to get. I think you mentioned it to me, John. Yeah. Like, it was hard to get into. Like, what, what, what did you say? I, to said, me? I thought the match was was all right, like entertaining enough. But I just didn't have any investment in it because there's no build up, there's no story, there's no one to to get behind. She just walked out and went, oh, "I'm going to challenge you." Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it. Yeah. All you need. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's what, that's what you want to do. Um, on on night two, one of the matches I was looking forward to. Um, 
I was probably too tired to appreciate, so I'd appreciate your comments on it, to be honest, was KO and Sammy. How do we feel about this match? I thought it was, I thought it was a good match, but, you know, it's Sammy and... Uh, I was going to call him Cammy. <laughs> <laughs> Shipping the names together. <laughs> um, yeah, Kevin and Sammy, you know, like, obviously we all know that they, they're both best... They're best friends. They have a history with each other with different, different promotions and indies. Um, so they know each other and it's just they were they were going to perform pretty well together. So I enjoyed it for what it was. I like the start straight away. Pop up power bombs. Like, Here we go. <laughs> it's a bit like the Seffens' arrow and it just like I quite like it when a match just starts with a really impactful thing. And it's like, OK, right. I mean, I mean, there's no. You don't have to warm up to it. Yeah. And I was like straight in. Um and I was very, very happy Logan Paul didn't get involved in the match. I know there was a whole post-match thing, which I think KO played to the crowd so well yeah, with that. But in the match, I was like, please don't let him get involved because he, he had no, he had no reason to be there. Like there was a story. Was there was a story there? No, yeah, like the purpose of that. In the fans, in the in the fans' mind, the story is there with KO and Sammy. Oh right, no, I thought you meant with with Paul Logan or whatever he was called. No, that's what I meant. Like he didn't need to be there because there was, was a story. Going, get me an internet person to be in this match, <laughs> and they were like, "Okay, this guy." And they were like, "He's like, yeah, send a plane, send I'm, a plane." I'm, I'm still torn on this. How did you feel? He sold. He sold the stunner <laughs> like Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's got no business being in that ring. I was, li- I, you took the words right out of my mouth. It was just, I, I hate you. It's kind of like we were discussing in regards to Bad Bunny. You kind of expect when it, you have these celebrity appearances, it, it's like a comedic act type thing. And that's exactly what this guy was. It was just like silly. And it's just like, all right. You know, that was my reaction. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, as I said, after the previous night where you've got someone who's worked their ass. Actually, yeah, taking it good, seriously, yeah. Do a good thing, and then you've got this chance. Of... Exactly. It's good, it's good exactly. timing from Bad Bunny as well, because I think, like, two days prior, like, Tony kind of come out and said, oh, Shaq's the best celebrity wrestler ever. <laughs> Bad Bunny was like, hold my beer. Yeah. I go. Exactly. <laughs> the Fiend. Off you go. All right. Um, I thought that was really, it was stupid. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I just, I, but see, I already called this when, when the fiend um, had debuted, it was just, I knew it was going to be a situation where, yeah, it will be hot. And then Vince will eventually get tired of it and then bury the character. And and that literally is what happened at Mania. You got buried. (laughs) That's right. I, 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 I said before, it, it feels like Bray Wyatt's trying to do good stuff with it, and sure. creative are like, no, we need to go in this direction, and they're walking this middle line that nobody's happy with, but serves no. Either let him let Bray Wyatt have full creative control over it, and let him do the weird shit that he wants to do, because I, <laughs> I was I was hundred percent on board with that before, because I'm like I like a bit of weirdness, I like spooky nonsense in there. I, it's wrestling. I can suspend my disbelief that a man can throw fireballs at another man or whatever. <laughs> right. like, you know, it's not real. He's not a real wizard, is he? You know what I mean? <laughs> but this felt like a non-event 
I hate I hate the, the fiend no selling thing thing. Yeah. Because after the what was it, fifteen curb stomps and then him throwing literally the wicked witch of the West House on top of him in that fucking hell in a cell match. Make him vulnerable, make him have a weakness. Give him like a like a Undertaker style urn or or something. Give him something that makes him Yeah, he has a weakness. It's Goldberg's jackhammer. <laughs> yeah, apparently so, yes. Um and then yeah, and then Alexa Bliss and Alexa. Uh, having lost a fight with an octopus. Yeah. Yeah, and that that freaked me out. And I loved thing- it. I was like, yeah, I'm bored for this. Some weird gothic nonsense. I actually like this character. See, if anyone who knows, like, knows since for the past couple of years, I've given Alexa Bliss a hard time, especially when Sasha had to take a back seat to for her, you know, yeah. her reign at one point. But I like this character. I, I think it truly fits her. But I, it just again going to the match is just it was, it was anti anti. Um, I don't know. I just I, I didn't care for it. I didn't care. It was for it, it was it was very anticlimactic. Yeah, it was. Very- yes, exactly. And I just felt that again going back what you said in regards to the fiend and just kicking out all these different finishers and it's just like yeah. And then to fast forward to just an RKO and that's it. Hmm. That's his kryptonite. He can he can come back from being set on fire, but an RKO. Yeah, he can get, get seven thousand stomps. Uh, and yeah, all well, the uh, sledgehammers to the head or chairs or whatever it was in the Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, I think it was like a but an RKO is done. Well, we, we talked the other week about Seth Rollins' uh, interview with Ryan Satin <laughs> and, like, and how we kind of felt Seth was a bit set up in that whole thing. But at the end of that interview, uh, Ryan Satin asked him about uh, his finisher. Apparently, this is how he ends all his interviews. Like, your finisher, what's the favorite one you've delivered? What's the best crowd reaction you've got? And what one would you take back? And they said, on the one you would take back, Seth went, I love my finisher. I won't take any back. And then he kind of paused and went, actually, I'd take back any of the like 13 that I gave to The Fiend. Mm-hmm. And you could see how pissed off he was because that finisher yeah. was, until that point, very well protected and legitimately looked like it would kill you if delivered <laughs> correctly. And it just ruined it. And, it. and you could see in his face that he was pissed off at that. Oh, and they also brought back the uh, Virtual Boy red lighting system as well, which I don't care for. The red light. The red light. Put on the red lights. <laughs> I, I'm glad. I, one of the reasons why I'm glad I... <laughs> Did night one. I was watching home. <laughs> you do night two. Yeah, oh great. There's a big jack in the box. Nah, I'm getting me coat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... How much I mean, I t- spend on that prop? That must have cost a couple of bob making that big, big jack in the box. And then he what, came out of it and then Alexa Bliss sat on top of it. And I'm like, some uh, poor guy carpenter backstage crying. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I don't know if it's Ring of Honor. I saw, I saw some wrestler tweet out about that match and he had nothing to do with WWE. And they said they were really disappointed with the reaction it got because you criticize for there being no creativity. And then when there is creativity, you shit on it. So what? are you going to complain now when they don't get creative? And I kind of understood that. But then, like, I think, as you said before, Joe, like, the whole Fiend thing, it, it feels like Bray's trying to go here, yeah. Vince is trying to go here, and they're just kind of there's fighting. No, there's no in between for it. And if you end up... What's, what's the, the phrase? A giraffe is a committee designed... Uh, a giraffe is a horse designed by a committee. That's mm-hmm. the thing with it, is that 
people have clear ideas of what they want, but there's no middle ground with it. Yeah. I'm all for the creativity of it. I just don't know where this is going, and it seems to have really lost its way. Yeah, and they, I think. Yeah. I think we all appreciate as wrestling fans creativity, but it has to be executed right. If it's not, if it's, if you give us that after all, again, after all of that, and that's what we end up with. And it's like, well, no, we're not going to appreciate that. Well, which was like, yeah. I think that's the other thing. Like mania is normally, it's normally a season reset, isn't it? After mania. And that felt like using mania to set up raw. Yeah. And the further stuff, and like we're so conditioned that mania is the end of things. Or I'm bored, I'm bored of all in the theme. It's been back and forth and back and forth, right? It's like when it was it was McIntyre and Orton. It was it was just done to death. I know they were working with a limited roster, but people are coming back now. Let the thing have a have a have a have a someone else. Mm. Put Orton on. Uh, put Orton on to um Reigns and SmackDown. Yeah. Put him on uh, the Legend Killer. You know. Here we go. Okay. That'd be interesting. It'd be something, at least. Yeah. Just move on from it already. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's just I don't. I, I the fiend needs something else. I think I'm like I spent especially after Raw this week, where Alexa Bliss has made a doll out of Danhausen's spare teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Big Danhausen fan here. Well. <laughs> he's actually he's actually got an interview with Conan O'Brien. It's like it's a dream come true. I've not listened to it yet, but yeah, hundred percent on board for that. Uh, just as a little weird aside, uh, uh, AW broke a million last night in terms of ratings. Yeah, it's almost as if having two shows on at the same night is... was counterproductive for both of them. It's <laughs> everybody. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Just yeah. <laughs> well, we'll move on to that. We'll move on to the 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 main event of. Of the whole weekend, really. I mean, the main event of the like, this is a loaded question. Is this match Sasha and Bianca? It, it it was my match of the weekend. Was it any? Was it everybody else's? Yeah, that's a leading question. That's a really leading question. I've just realized. <laughs> it's my match of the year. It's my match of the year. I think it's the best Mania match in the last the last Mania match that I was invested in was Taker and, and, and HBK. So for me, I, I don't know. That's, that's my opinion in regards to that. Okay. Joe? I said on the, on the Sunday, I was watching along with the Untitled Wrestling lads. And um, at the end, they were like, what was, you know, of the, two, of the two nights, your best matches and the best match overall. And I was like, well, first night, thanks and Bella, and the second night, and we're going to go for the two main events. But just because of what the first night was. You've got to go for that, haven't you? I mean, I think it was as well a superior match. I'm always sketchy about triple threats. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it was just that 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 opening bit. It, it was just like, yeah. Again, it got very very dusty in my front room. Because <laughs> <laughs> you sure it was dust? <laughs> that's what it was. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> men, men, okay. men, don't cry. Uh, I cry all the time. Exactly. I cry all the time. No. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> Links twice a week when I'm watching wrestling. Oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> well, I, I thought you'd because uh, you'd stopped texting. I thought you'd. Ba- I thought you'd. No, my gone phone to sleep. died. My phone died, and I didn't want to go upstairs to wake my wife up to get my charger. 
and then I forgot I put a wireless charger next to the TV specifically for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know Joe is prone to a cry, and I was like, I just messaged the Dammit Vince group. I was like, Joe, you're going to need some tissues before this match has even started because, like, oh my God. Oh, I forgot I, you said that because I obviously woke up in the morning just like, what? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> you, had a, you had a great day, hadn't you? Um, I mean, I, I must say, like, when I saw that, like my my first instinct was what you were like like I was tearing up I was like this is you, you can't put this into words and then another part of me kicked in I went because I could see Bianca and I thought she's crumbling like she's crumbling here like is she going to be able to actually deliver this match and that was my thought watching it live I I woke up after three hours sleep and I put the match straight back on and I watched the same moment and then I watched Sasha and I was like she looks away from the camera because she's kind of emotional herself. But then she turns back to Bianca and she's like, come on. And she she leads it. And she she completely just brings Bianca back into, no, no, no. This is what we're doing now. And this is what we're going to do. And I was like, I, 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 I forget gender. For me, Sasha is, is the GOAT. And that moment there was, I was just like, she, is, she, is, she took Bianca under her wing and was like, yes, it's a big moment, but we're going to do this. And for the two of them to deliver the match they did under the circumstances that they were under was amazing. But then to see Bianca take the lead, I thought that was... I don't know if you, if you saw that, but on re-watching it, that's, that's something I saw. When I... Because obviously I was there, but I wasn't up close to see their face. But when I went back and actually watched it, I, just, I have the same sentiments. And like I mentioned on my, on my show... Anyone who's a big Sasha Banks fan knows that any little thing that like achievement or accolades or anything that reminds her of, of her growing up and wanting this so badly, she'll tear, she'll cry, she'll get emotional. <laughs> so, to see, so to see Bianca, the one literally getting ready to break down and then like you said, Sasha looking away, she smiled, looked away and then the like the veteran, the leadership, the leader in her, you know, she got her composure and then brought Bianca in. That that for me, it's just, these are little things like I've mentioned before that if when they decide to do a documentary or whatever on this, these are things that they'll have to mention because that, I think that's such a pivotal moment for in this match, you know, and the match didn't actually begin yet. So it was, that was definitely a special moment for sure. Yeah. Um, before we, like dive into the match. I want to. I actually want to mention two things. I, I was watching here with my friend, and I turned on the pre-show, and I pretty much turned on the pre-show at the point at which JBL said, "This isn't women's history. This isn't black history. This is history." And I thought there is. I have never heard a sentence that sums up white male supremacy or ever. JBL in fucking general. It's JBL in general, but I would. I was, I was angry. Yeah. I was I was yeah. few, like I, I spent the night on Twitter like watching this and I was like I was like firing off <laughs> through the <laughs> through the official I, I apologize guys through the official Dammit Vince account I was like I hope these women just shoved this down JBL's throat and when that when that reaction happened at the start when they were getting emotional I was like I hope JBL's fucking watch I was fuming because I was like I know what he was going for but it was it was just white male supremacy it's, to me. It's through a but it goes back to yeah, just when you say you don't see color, but then you don't 
then you don't see us, right? Yeah. So when a comment like that, you know, when you try, like you said, I understand the way what you're trying to do, but the, it's okay to say that you see color because then you see us, right? Yeah. And on the flip side, Michael Cole, I we were all, you know, very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? We were happy, you know, we all felt Michael Cole heard us and, and sees us with the, with what he said, because it's not sugarcoating, it's, this is true. This is history. This is the first time two black women, um, and he didn't say African American because sometimes I feel like that's you say that people say that to be politically correct, but it's two African African sorry two black women main eventing WrestleMania for a title. It, it, that's exactly what it is. That's that's historic because because and then and then for JBL to say that it's like well then if it's not women's history and it's not black history, why is it history? Like That doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. There's plenty of title it, matches it, at Mania, at the main event, yeah. You, yeah, there's plenty of, exactly. So then, then what <laughs> is it? <laughs> so. And quite often, WWE, like, like uh, not sugarcoats wrong with it, they kind of gloss Sugar over it and they go, this is a historic main event. That's what they always say, this is historic. And it's like, well, why is it historic? Yeah, but they and, said that about the Randy Orton and Edge best match of all time. No, dog shit. Yeah, but yeah. that Michael Cole at that point seemed to to step up and like he, the way he delivered it, there was no hesitation in his voice. He was like, "I know what I'm saying, and I'm gonna say it." And Vince is in his ear as well. So and who I I I wonder because we all know that Michael Cole is head of like commentary. So I don't know if he took it upon himself to actually say that, or Vince was in his ear because I just think then why would JBL say that? You know, I don't, I don't know. I I would love to know if this was that was actually Michael Cole, which I again appreciate. But even from the beginning, I was telling other people. Normally, Corey Graves will be the one to like shit on Sasha and like oh, say a lot of disparaging he stuff. Whether <laughs> it makes it a little hard to watch her matches listening to him sometimes. But even even he gave her her flowers and 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 one and Michael Cole at one point said Sasha Banks may be the best one of the maybe the best of all time and I was like oh wow you know this is this Vince McMahon saying that finally acknowledging that you know it it just it's just a mad it was just a magical match every in every aspect outside of the botch call at the end oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, everything was perfect. I, I genuinely perfect. don't think that it was Vince in his ear. I think it, Michael Cole was like, well, this is historical. I've been doing this a very long time. I've yeah. seen Sasha Banks come up. I've seen, you know, I've seen this. This is, this is a historic thing. And Sasha Banks is possibly one of the greatest of all time, men or women. Yep. Because she gives a shit. She goes out there and puts her heart and soul into every single match, whether it's against... You know, it does. It doesn't matter. That's the difference. If you can go out there and make a bad opponent look great, then you then you are the greatest. That's the that's the thing with it. It's not about squashing people. It's about building other people up, and that's what she's done consistently. That's it. And I had this conversation literally yesterday. Me and a friend, we were hanging out, and and I was again. We were talking about WrestleMania. And he, he, he's like, he's no doubt about it. She's the greatest women's wrestler, but he's like better than Stone Cold and HBK and, 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 and Bret Hart. And I'm like, 
going to what you just said in regards to you can make the the worst wrestler look like a million bucks, for example, not to say Carmella is the worst wrestler, <laughs> but needless to say she's not the greatest, yeah. right? Like an average wrestler. Okay, let's say where she's an average wrestler, but meanwhile, she had uh, her best match ever with Sasha. And then fast forward, then it, it she can fight the greatest uh, women's wrestler in in Oscar or Io or or Charlotte or is it, it it doesn't matter who the competitor is. And for me, that's so. If you have that, you have popularity. People give a shit when you when anytime you come on. Like if ratings go up during your segments, even and if you're saying Roman Reigns is the face of the company, the, the company, excuse me. Um, and yet the nine nine o'clock slot ratings go up. That tells me you're you you're the face of the company, right? If that's the case, if you if if you have two iconic matches on top of the, the 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 countless of classic matches outside of that and you're only 29 that's a why like i think what a lot of people going into this wouldn't necessarily realize because she's built up as the veteran sasha is three years younger than bianca exactly bianca's 32 sasha's 29. I had no idea. She was she was what was she 23 or 24 when she had the match with Bailey at, at Brooklyn? Like yeah, yeah. 23, I think, yeah. Like like she she has had if she retired now, she would have a Hall of Fame resume. She, she her resume is, is her body of work is legendary. And then, so it's scary to know that being that you're only 29, the body of work that you have left to give, it it's I'm I'm grateful for you know just for for being a to be a fan of hers and I'm just excited to see what's to come because if you if this is what you're producing <laughs> what else do you have? Yeah, you can only get better. You can only get better, especially with her passion and the heart, the the passion she has for wrestling. I don't expect anything less. Well, well, well on that note, like I didn't actually realize it until I watched your uh, mixed tag tag pod the other day um do you want to mention about what she was wearing when vince was doing the welcome to wrestlemania so she so she was wearing her wrestlemania 35 jacket and as we all know wrestlemania 35 was in new york and that's when she thought she she was done she checked she was checked out um and she brought it for this this mania and it's just again it's something the attention to detail or the, the symbolism when it comes to Sasha Banks, you know, just like, it's like a, a full circle type of thing where I was down and out here and I was done with wrestling and depressed and whatever. And now this triumphant story of I'm getting ready to main event WrestleMania, you know, that, I think that's, that's pretty damn awesome. That she that that she did that. Yeah, and I didn't realize that until you'd sent it, and then I remembered back to her. Um, she was on the broken school sessions, and she she effectively said at that WrestleMania she felt nothing. It, it was a WrestleMania. She lost the tag titles with Bailey, and she said she felt nothing. And I think I, I want to bring Bailey into this conversation as well because at the end of that match. They lost it, and there was a lot of what would appear now to be slander that went out 
in the press saying that Sasha and Bailey threw a tantrum at losing the titles and Sasha disappeared. And she openly admitted on the Stone Cold podcast that she, she was suffering from depression and that she was done. She actually asked for her release from WWE at this point. And then I'm going to, I can't remember what the name, she, she went to Japan and trained with, just just felt um, Kaylee Ray, and it's the UK, Sakamura, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she went away and trained with her and then she eventually came back. But during all this time, Bailey, <laughs> Bailey was there and she, she had to live with this reputation that was put on her as well from that. And for me, this this whole journey that Sasha's been on is also justified Bailey. And I was so upset Bailey didn't actually get some moments on this WrestleMania. Sure. And she was the real host of Mania. She, she was the real, real she was a real host. And I, I love when when you pointed that out on your on your um on your pod, I was like, wow, like I, I've always been a big thing about Sasha's attention to detail in terms of a match is amazing. But her wearing that coat, I was just like, that is that's a that's another level, which unless you know, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, it just I I'm oh, and I've I told I actually told her this over the weekend. I'm like, you know, I'm always in awe of your ability. Like just just <laughs> how do you just I wouldn't even think to the regular the average person wouldn't think to do any of that, but you know, it's just little different details such as that or the fact that with her gear it was a homage to Naomi. Yeah. Um so it's I don't know. I always, I always, I'm lost for words right now. Just how great <laughs> she is, um, but she's truly an amazing—not only an amazing person, amazing wrestler, but an amazing person. Well, in in terms of the match, like th- this, this was my match of the weekend, right? And like one of the reasons I was a bit thinking about discussing it, like we talked about Phil Lindsay being on, and he was like, "Don't want uneducated views on this match. Like people can talk about this match and pretend they know what it means." and I'll talk about in a moment, like what it's done for me and my son. Um, but I don't think necessarily everyone would understand the full impact that this match has had. And you were there at WrestleMania. Like, can you talk us through, like, to you personally, what this match meant to you beyond just the wrestling match? So I, I mentioned this, like you said, on on my podcast and just to other people and just thinking about it. I, again, as I've been mentioning, um, the whole show I've been watching wrestling since I was seven years old and my mom wasn't necessarily the biggest fan that I her young daughter is watching like you know grown men you know throwing each other around and women this and that and the third but that's what that was the thing and again I'll never forget one day I was watching an episode of Raw was the last segment of the night and Rikishi was giving Stephanie McMahon a a stink face right (laughs) and my mom walked in on that and she's like, you're watching women get degrade, degraded like this. And, and what, can you t- what can you tell your mother that just walked in on this? Oh, they're just playing, right? That's not the type of image you want to see of women. And then I, I got banned from watching wrestling for a while. I had to sneak to watch it. And to just see 20 whatever years later to be there, as a as a black woman, as a Puerto Rican woman, just to be able to witness that in person and see two black women um, main event, it's it's an un undescribable feeling. I years from now, I can I will remember this moment and just 
I, I, I don't cry often, even though I'm a sensitive person. Like there's, I don't recall a time I got super emotional for a wrestling match, but literally I teared up well before like the match, when I knew the match was coming up, I teared up, you know, like your favorite wrestler is accomplishing her dream. This is something she was writing in her journal <laughs> since she was 10 years old about main eventing WrestleMania, WrestleMania. And this is someone that you've been following and just, you know, hands on about their career just to see that. And the fact of, you know, what she's representing, what Bianca's representing, I, you know, I, I, I was scared, you know, because with Vince McMahon, you just never know, but they, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, they truly, like, I, I had to give him his flowers and, and, and definitely, you know, he deserves all the credit for making that decision because man, they, they put on an absolute classic match. And again, it just, it was monumental. So it was definitely an overwhelming, surreal moment for me. And I'm truly, truly grateful that all the stars were aligned for me to, to get there because I wasn't even sure how I, if I, if I was going, I wanted to, but I didn't know <laughs> how, but prices, you know, the plane tickets, uh, flights were cheap. I found the perfect seat that was in the middle I got to share with friends that are also Sasha Banks fans, and no one can ever take oh, this no, moment away from me. Insanely jealous. <laughs> have, you been, have, have you been to Mania? I don't before? need to rub it in, but no. <laughs> have you been to WrestleMania before? I this is my this is my fourth one. So I've been to the one because I'm from New York. I've been to both both of them in MetLife yep. uh, in Jersey. And then I went to New Orleans for 34. Yeah. And I <laughs> was supposed to go last year, but obviously the pandemic. And I had ramp seats too. So, Great. well, yeah. You mentioned like on this pod, we're, we're, we're big Sasha Banks fans on this pod. And I'm like, uh, I told you you had, a, ma- you had a massive Sasha Banks fan over here. Um, you had, when you told me that, I'm like, all you had to tell me was I'm a Sasha Banks fan. <laughs> That's it. So, with w- with that in mind, how did you feel with Bianca winning? I'm a fan of Bianca, a huge fan at that. I've been, you know, I won't. It's not on Sasha Banks level, right? But I'm a, a big Bianca fan. And what I will say, when she won, it, it is so funny because my favorite wrestler before the um, before Sasha was The Rock, and I had literally the same reaction when I witnessed The Rock lose at MetLife to Cena, I put my head down and I was like, damn. And I was still, ups- I, w- I, the, I was upset for a longer period when The Rock, you know, after The Rock lost. But when it came to this <laughs> match, I had the same reaction, like, damn. And I put my head down because, you know, Sasha's not 0-6, but then I immediately snapped out of it. I'm like, well, Bianca deserves this and I'm a, you're a fan. So as soon as, you know, she won, I got up and I applaud and I was happy. It was a feel good moment. You know, I, I'd be a hater if I told you, ah, oh, well, I hated that. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was a beautiful sight to see, just to see, you know, her family and then to see Montez, her husband run out and pick her up and the way she genuinely was so happy. It, it touched my heart. So I was definitely happy for her. Would I wanted Sasha to win and, and have her first big mania win and have her actual moment that she deserves? Yes. But I understand. I get it. 
to me is the backwards thing on this. And we, we talked about Oscar losing and not having her moment before. But like mm. I actually f- I actually feel Sasha losing this match actually actually elevated her more than her winning. Yeah. <laughs> and ele- yeah. not just her, but everyone involved. And that, that video of her, like I, I, I've seen people say she's selfish, that she she's only out for herself. That video, like you know the one I'm talking about, is she's just smiling at ringside, <laughs> trying to feign the, well, not feign. She she's got a legitimate cut there from that whip, <laughs> um, she, but she is smiling, and I'm like, that is. I remember mess- messaging the the uh, the Dammit Vince group the next day, and like, it's very weird to explain how I felt the day after, like as a sleep deprived UK person. So, I'd had I'd had, basically, I was watching night one. And I was halfway through and I was thinking, you know what? I'm getting the lion. T- I've got two kids. My wife's here. And I was like, I'm getting the lion tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy this night. Halfway through the night, I was like, hold on. My wife's just had the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. Like, she's gone. She's, she's done for the next day. I'm up in like three hours. And I got up. I watched the match again. And I, and I spent, and I was up all day. And then I just went straight into Mania too. So I had three hours sleep. But I was on such a high. Honestly, I've never felt such a... I was just on adrenaline all day. And it was because of this I match. Know. And I, I messaged the group and I went, do you know what has made me really happy today? It's reaffirmed why I watch wrestling. I said, because I've just watched something that has made me feel good. And it has made me feel happy. And this match was the biggest reason for it. There was other matches, but this this was the one that carried me through that day. I share the same exact sentiments. And, because, and the funny thing, you mentioned the video. So my friend, the one who was trying to get me to floor because there was, you know, a lot of seats where he was at, he showed us. So after the match, he showed us that video. And I was like, no, dude, you have to post this. You have to post this because for the same exact reason that you said, she's gotten a bad rap for whatever reason in regards to just she's not nice. She's mean to fans. And I'm, you know, I can tell you that's farther from the truth you know I talk to her off not I don't want to say often but you know she follows me you know from she's a very appreciative I, you know from time to time like she's a, a great person you know and just humbled a humbled person so I, I I never could understand could understand how people can say that about her I I, I don't you know I, I understand when you after you're done working you don't want to be bothered you know by fans and stuff like that. Like I used to be a banker and once we close, I don't want to get asked questions in regards to banking, right? I want to go home. (laughs) So I would assume in regards to not only her, but just these performers, you're the, you're the wrestler. And then there's a real person that deserves their privacy. And I don't think that makes anyone a bad person or selfish or a bitch or this and that third. Why, why wouldn't, why aren't these people entitled to their privacy? Right. You're so aware of the internet forward. wrestling community as a whole. Because... <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy that people think that they have Ownership they have a say in someone's yeah. life. Like, I'm and I'm going a little off tangent, but I'll quickly. I remember going to Sam Roberts' um, Summer Sam um, live podcast. It was with Sasha and 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 Seth Rollins, and this guy was proud of the fact he was showing us pictures of him at the hotels and he was he was proud that he came out from literally and lived in yeah. Connecticut so New York Connecticut is two uh, different states obviously 
I came straight from work to go to the wrestlers' hotels at, in the mid of the middle of the night, and proud that he was able to get some. Hey, some wrestlers are fine with that. John Lennon getting shot level of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's just crazy. Didn't didn't, some wrestlers some wrestlers are okay with it? They live for that, but others you just have to respect that. So I don't, I I just don't understand why people feel that they have the right to just invade someone's privacy. So that's why I told my friend, listen, you have to post that because this is gonna. Once I retweeted and someone and another person retweeted and this person retweets it, it's gonna go. And sure enough, what happened? Everyone, everyone got to see um, Sasha Banks or Mercedes Renato, like just to see how overjoyed and and reflect on what she just accomplished. Yeah, well, I yeah. I think what when I messaged you on Instagram, I realized I hadn't posted it on Instagram yet. I'd already posted it on Twitter a few days before, but after the Mania match, I'd made like this mock-up of basically five pictures from five historic matches, and it had. Sasha coming out to the WrestleMania main event with Bianca. It had her and Alexa Bliss in Saudi Arabia. It had her and Charlotte and Becky at WrestleMania 32, that triple threat when the Divas Championship was took away and Williams was brought in. It had her and Charlotte in the first Hell in a Cell. And it had her and Bailey at Brooklyn. So the, these five historic matches, all amazing the common thing on them all, she lost every single one of them. Yeah. But she didn't yeah. lose in any of them because she, in any of them. she she either put someone over or she was part of a history that is going to live. And when I then, <laughs> when I was like, she's 29. She's 29 years old. 29. She's only, and it's, she just turned 29, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just so much more to go. And, and I know a lot of fans, you know, not worry, but in the sense, have a feel like she's going to go in the, in the route of the rock of just going into Hollywood. Um, but I don't see, like, I'm not saying she, I, I, I can see her dabble, you know, in that, but I see her, she's, her passion is too great for the business yeah. that I, I truly feel that we have, we haven't seen the apps. And this is crazy that I'm saying this, but we haven't seen the absolute best of Sasha no. Banks yet. It's just, there's so much more to learn, to grow, and, and the the matches that she can possibly have. Um, and then and, and it's just it's now you know she put she's put a lot of people over in, in these historical matches. Now it's time for her to have her win, someone to elevate. To well, knows. not elevate her because she's already elevated, but someone to give her that win that she that big big win she deserves. One because one of the tweets we. Uh, I assume it's quite popular on Twitter. They were saying for Sasha next year to finally have the uh, four horsewomen as a fatal four-way. I think she she deserves if that's if that's something they decide maybe not next year because I I can see them running back the feud with Bianca. But if they, fatal, if they do the fatal four-way for sure, it's, they, in, she has in to. a world where Vince uh, loves to overdo things and I repeat things as we mentioned before, it is absolutely wild to me that the four of them have only had a match as a fatal four-way once. In NXT, if that, not even on the main roster. That was in NXT. The only time they've all been in the ring together on uh, the main roster, I think, was 
possibly the, the smack the smackdown debut show they had a tag match no madison square garden <laughs> because i went to that but it was then they did the um then they did it the the premiere for smackdown on fox as well but those were the two the two two times they did it in 2019 oh, that, that's mad so like that could be that could be one for her but man i, I love it and just bringing back to the match itself one of the things that i appreciate about her sasha so much is in a world of wrestling where everyone's got the finisher, everyone's got the finisher, and they, they always seem to end in a in a very similar way to get to that 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 finish. Her matches since since she has come back from WrestleMania 35 and her hiatus, they're always so inventive. They always involve some sort of counter thing, but it's not just a random counter thing. It's a counter thing that is a story based thing based on the match they've just gone through. And the match with Bianca was all revolving around the hair and that, that whole countering thing. And then the Bianca moment where she just shouts, get off my hair and just whips her. Like, what did that sound like to you? Cause to me, it, <laughs> what, you heard, what you heard on TV is exactly everyone's. It was like, whoo! It was like, have you seen? Have you seen the picture of the referee? Echoed, yeah, it echoed like in the stadium. What you heard, like one of my friends asked me, was that like, was that the the sound piped in or something? I'm like, no, that's it. that that's authentic. Um, yeah, but like you said, the story, and you know. Shout out to Bianca Belair, too, because, you know, she, Sasha led the match, but she was able to keep up, and and she had a lot of great moments in that match herself. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in regards to the storytelling, like you mentioned with Sasha, there's always something, and like you said, it wound up being the hair, the braid, and how she, to do the bank statement, she wrapped the braid around her, and to do the banks, to try to close in on the bank statement, and the the tug of war with it uh it's just again i'm in awe of it like how do you sit there and come up with these ideas in your mind and 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 be creative and innovative for every every different match it's just how do you do it (laughs) i think i don't know i think she's come on another level since she's returned because what one of the one of the things that always and it wasn't so much sasha but it was more the way it was portrayed. One of the things that really annoyed me before that was the bank statement. I like the bank statement. I love backstabber as a move, but I absolutely hated the transition because no, until Becky, I think Sasha had a match against Becky, until Becky, no one ever sold the backstabber. It was always backstabber, roll through, bank statement. I was like, <laughs> you need to sell the backstabber. Like, and th- that was the only way the bank statement was ever hit. It was back. It was backstabber into that. And I remember Becky selling it once and she kind of sprang forward and then Sasha came forward with her and hit her with it. But since Sasha's come back, I've never seen so many ways that that move has been executed. It it it, it can come from anywhere now yeah. and be, be executed in, in a way like the Bailey match in the Hell in a Cell with a chair when they when they spun it around to zero to one. And I was like, but when you say the honest, and I agree, I'm, when she, I think she's she since she's come back, there's been a sense of a sense of purpose, a sense of urgency, um, that she just wants to be the best and continue to be the best. But in regards to that, I mean, you have to look back in other ways, like for example, uh, with Ronda Rousey, 
she couldn't she couldn't close the bank statement so she used her arm the armband thing <laughs> to do the bank statement and then what was it in the elimination chamber match with when they won the tag team titles for the first time remember she had to use kind of like her foot because she had a separated shoulder oh, God, to yeah. close the bank statement so you know it's it's and then you got to think about the match um right before SummerSlam 2017 with Nia Jax to determine who was going to face um, Alexa Bliss. I think it was a DDT into a bank statement. So it's, <laughs> I understand what you're saying because I, I agree a thousand percent in the how clean and fluid she is now. Um, but I think she's just always had it in her just to be innovative with the movie. Well, she, she always has. I just haven't felt it. Always. And I, I think she is, to me, one of, or two things, one of the best sellers in yes. the world, but also one yes. of the best counterers in the world yes. as well. And when I say in the world, I don't mean company. I don't mean gender. In the world. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. I knew I knew we would get along <laughs> perfectly fine. <laughs> I watched your thing. I was like, yes, here we go. <laughs> I've been I've been preaching this for since I've been watching this girl. You know, and I feel I feel like after this WrestleMania match, I think I think the world truly like gets it. Like, you know, she's 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 one of the best. For me, I'm gonna be biased. She is the best. You know, and that's over the rock too. Like, and that's crazy to say that, but for me, she's the best. And I don't know it's crazy. Someone who listening to this is like, what, what, what are you talking about? But I don't know. Did you ever get any? Uh come back from that before this in regard before mania and the me just saying in regards to her being the best yeah. um my twitter is very sasha pro sasha <laughs> like the people that follow me so it's not too many people that argue against with what i say or what or i you know what i mean it's because is everyone saying the same thing um but if other people i just i talk to like i have went on someone else's podcast and you know a lot of times is these conversations in regards to charlotte and i i get charlotte she's a great athlete and a great wrestler i'm this is not saying she is i see the face you're making again <laughs> but um relatable baby face I, think, I, I think and i always say this wwe has a thing of or any company right if you want to push something you're going to keep saying something so we believe it and program us to believe this. And that's exactly what WWE did with Charlotte. It was like, oh, she's athletically superior. She's this, this, that, there. She's the best ever. When you actually look at look at her her stuff sometimes and it's it's not clean, it's 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 sloppy, doesn't seem like she's motivated. Um Terrible moon so stuff. I would have these these back and forth with Charlotte fans, and it's just like, well, no, she and 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 the thing is. She doesn't resonate with the crowd. Like, yet the only reason why people might, you know, cheer her or, or she gets a reaction because it's, woo, and what's that? That's because of her father. It's not because of her. It's because she she she's took on her father's gimmick. Yeah. You know, nothing about into it, yeah. Well, yeah. I know you've said it once already this week, but there was a bit on the mixed tag pod when you were talking about all the times, if you don't mind repeating it here, all the times where Sasha has basically had to step back. Like, would you would yeah. you mind like just 
saying the whole yeah. bit. I mean, from since she's been on the main, like I said, on the podcast, it's been a situation ever since she got onto the main roster, right? With the Divas Revolution, you saw the pop that she got from, you know, in regards to everyone that came out, the pop that she got. And that's, mind you, a lot of people weren't necessarily watching NXT, but they knew of her, right? So that's big, especially you being a woman. Then you have to, then you fast forward to, she took a break. They took her off TV or whatever. She came back at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> the pop that she got in 2016, that Rumble was, you never heard a woman get those type of pops. And then, okay, so she's completely over. WrestleMania 32, you would think, okay, someone that who is completely over and had this, this iconic match, She's going to be the next champion. Okay. Gave it to Charlotte. Okay. Then it was now the back and forth in regards to, you know, them having her having the title or Charlotte having the title. And it was just to big up her, her title reigns and and her pay-per-view streak. And then when, then we fast forward to the road, uh, what was the pay-per-view roadblock? And you remember it was um, that overtime thing that overtime and she couldn't, she couldn't hold out and tapped out with three seconds left. It was that. It was the <laughs> the going on the pre-show to to face Nia Jax. It was to help Bailey win her championships. It was going to WrestleMania 33 in the Fatal Four Way. You know her losing to a turn turnbuckle, right? And then when we thought the feud was going to con, um, start again with her and Bailey, Alexa Bliss comes yeah. out. And now she has to take it, like you were saying, has to take a backseat to now Alexa. So she's taking a backseat to Charlotte. She's taking a backseat to Bailey, in a sense. She's taking a backseat to Alexa. But still, you, you're calling on her to for big-time matches, such as, again, uh, what was it, in, in Abu Dhabi, right? Let's have her do that because we know it's Sasha Banks. Let's have her promote this because it's Sasha Banks. Then, okay, after that, then it's Ronda Rousey. And she really has to take a step back. So being the person that she is, who's extremely passionate about wrestling. All right, well, let's, let's get some tag team titles. Let's have something for the women that if we're not going to be fighting for the title, let's have something else. And then it's, it's, it's you, they do that. And she still doesn't have a long reign. It's, 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 she drops it after what? I think for she had they had it for 49 days, the tag team titles. So it's just a constant thing in her career. She's so damn good and constantly producing classics and quality matches that she has to take a step back. I don't know if it's a thing because it's her, because she's a black woman that that they, you know, you I don't know. I don't know if it had it, it was race, but it was always something where we, as especially as Sasha fans, people will tell us, well, no, it's just be patient. She'll get her moment. She'll get her moment. And it was like, well, why does why do we have to wait for her moment? Why does she have to wait for her moment? She's one of the most over superstars, you know, and and all of this. But in, in hindsight, all of this had to happen to lead to lead to this moment. You know, and it's and it's a blessing that she's she's been able to overcome so, so much. Because you would think with all these 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 false starts in regards to booking and you know then you want to you know you want to push her and then you don't that could have easily ruined her career. People probably wouldn't have cared for for the average superstar. But with her, she's just she just she has the it factor that none of this 
was able to to hurt her and she's she's been better off so <laughs> I, fe- I feel like i'm this Absolutely i feel like I, I feel like i'm her like ghostwriter she actually said that to me one time like i feel like you're my ghostwriter but it's it's just it's just it's so <laughs> true in the sense of like you know we've all witnessed this and then we sat here and then time and time again been so frustrated with her booking and just to finally see all of this that has come about and even though she lost that mania like it was a win she lost but it was an actual win she was the ring general in it she carried it and that- what one of the bits I really liked in it when she hit a move that was from the Mandalorian, effectively. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. When you listen to Corey Graves trying to describe it, he's like, "She's hit a double springboard tornado." DDT. A lot of adjectives he just keeps putting adjectives in there. Like I don't know what to describe. And I watched that back before, and I was like, "Wow!" Like she she did that. Like I know I know I know Bianca's the base. But in my head, I was like Bianca spinning her. But when I watched it back, I was like, "Shit, no!" You can get a match of the year. Yeah, you, yes, Bianca's <laughs> and an Emmy. Like, you have to, you have to be, you have to be gifted to pull it off, and <laughs> that's exactly what she did. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I fully agree. And I said, I, I, I said, I go back to kind of what it meant, like personally to me. I, I watched it back three hours and I had three hours sleep and I woke up I was like I'm putting this match straight back on and my son is six years old and I'd got him up he got up for every night he got up for both standards deliveries got up for this and but he fell asleep part way through this match so we put it back on <laughs> and anyway we we watched it back and then I rewound it to the finish because I love I love the finish I love the I love the fact the whole story had been told about around the hair and then just Bianca going, get off my hair. And and my son said to me, he's like, well, we've watched, you've watched this already, daddy. Like you've you've watched this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have, but I want to watch it again. And then I finished the match and we had a conversation and you you probably won't, you can't tell it from me, but I'm, I'm mixed race. Right. And um, if, if you saw my dad, you you would see that more. He, like he's mixed race, and um, the match finished, and I, my son sits, and I was like, I was like Theodore, like this match is a really important match, like beyond what I could. I'm mixed race, but it, it's never held me back. I was like, I said this match has implications on 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 many things, and I said. And we were talking about race, effectively, to him. And and I thought I'd lost him. I thought I'd lost him in the conversation. Okay. And then at, at the end, when I was like, oh, I've just gone too far here. He's a, he's a bloody six-year-old. He don't know what I'm going on about. And then he went, yeah, well. Um, and then he named two, two children in his class who, who are um, of color. And he said, oh, Mr. Hughes has talk to us about how we we have to treat everybody the same and that's one of his teachers i was like oh okay i was like right you you give me an in here and then we had a conversation i said well do you know how um grandpa like my dad i was like uh, and i explained to him how he's mixed race and we had this conversation i said what would you do if you were in the playground and you saw children being mean to your friends because of how they looked and he was like, oh, "Well, I go to the teacher because uh, they need to take they need to take them children away because they're being mean." And like, 
that this may seem like like really filler to everybody else, but to me, like I I had a conversation with my six year old son that revolved around race and discrimination, and also allowed me in 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 a very very small way to explain to him how me and his grandpa are mixed race and like my my mum even though she's white suffered a lot of abuse because of who she was with and he'll he'll never understand that but for him to then say these things to me about oh I would tell the teacher and then then I said to him like well well done (laughs) I said because and I said like with with the whole taking the knee like we he's a big Manchester United fan and over lockdown we've watched a lot of football and in the UK at the moment basically (laughs) before a match kicks off all the players take the knee that's awesome and and he does that right he he has done that for like a year now but but by doing that me and my wife have been able to have a conversation with him about what does that actually mean as opposed to just doing it and that that was kind of an in with this as well. I said, oh, when I was kind of floundering, I was like, oh, does he know what I mean here? And I was like, well, I said, oh, do you know when we take the knee? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean there. And then that that kind of gave an in. And just to have just to have that conversation with my son and to under to, to get a feeling that as a six year old he he understands on a very surface level what I'm talking about, but also understand what's wrong as well, and that <laughs> it is not okay to discriminate like I tweeted out on the morning after I I think I tagged both of them in Bianca and Sasha I was like just just thank you like as a father that 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 was one of the most special moments I've from the whole weekend for me absolutely and it's it's so important to have this conversation in regards and you're doing a fantastic job with that just because kids, and it's a, it's unfortunate we have to teach our kids or kids this because it's going on in the world, right? But it's so important to have this conversation. So like you said, when you see something like like this, I, I saw another guy who runs a, um, a podcast and he was showing uh, videos of his daughter his, and, who, you know, his Black daughter just jumping in joy and it's just... Represent. I keep saying this, but representation matters. You know, <laughs> again, me growing up, I didn't see that. You know, it, it was okay to see, watch men <laughs> do this, that, and the third, and it was okay. But you know, now little girls and boys, not just black, but you know, all different races can see that. You know what? Nothing's impossible. If you, if you look this way, if you're you're purple, you're black, you're white, you <laughs> whatever. You know gay, straight, whatever, it, nothing's impossible. If you have a dream, you know, never give up, you know, and not to again bring the, not to take away again from Bianca, but like Sasha has been preaching this for so long about having her, this being her dream and sticking to it. That is she is literally, it literally shows you, if you have a dream and you feel so passionate about it, nothing's impossible. You can, you can achieve anything you want as long as you, you keep at it. So it, it's, like you said, you had to tell them thank you. I the video I posted too. I thank you, even as a thirty year old woman. Thank you. You know, it's just it 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 means a lot. It means a lot for sure. Yeah, that's a great way to end. Like 
I mean, the, the Sunday, I can't, I can't really explain that, that that day I had like John, Joe Butcher, who was on the pod, like I was just spamming them with messages and like videos. Of, <laughs> 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 like I, I spent the whole day on a high that I've not experienced in a very long time. And I oh. was just like, Bam, 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 bam. Like, and, and by the time Mania Night 2 hit, I'd crashed. I was I was done. <laughs> I had no sleep, but I was just like, wow. Like, and, and a lot of that stemmed from that match. And when I watched the match back and I watched bits back, and I I felt like I spent a, literally a whole day on a high, but on the verge of tears. That that's how I spent the whole of my Sunday. <laughs> I, I promise you, me and you are the same person because I I, I didn't mind you. It's a long sh- show Saturday. I think I went to bed probably like four or five in the morning. Had to get up because I had to catch my flight. And I had a lot of traveling issues where we couldn't depart from Tampa because of the rain. It rained all day. So I was on the flight. I was on the actual plane, but we didn't depart until two hours prior. I get, we finally get to New York, but we couldn't land because it was raining in New York. (laughs) So we're in the air (laughs) because of rain. So then we had, they had to drop us off in Philadelphia. And then I had to wait like an hour or so to get back to New I know it was the craziest (laughs) thing, but you would think, you would think I'm pissed off. I can't get home with this, that, and third, but I was still on such a high, like you said. You know, and, and talking to other people at points, I thought I was going to start crying again. I'm like, let me not do this in front of people. But um, yeah, just it was definitely, I'm definitely on a high. I'm, I'm coming down, but <laughs> it, 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 it was, it was again something I, I'll never, ever, ever, ever forget. Yeah, I think that's the best way to end this, really. So, um, thank, thank, yes. thank you for, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys. It, it was fun. I would love to do this again for sure. For, for sure. And is it is it is it blue that you're with on on Mixtag? Yes. Yeah, he, he's great yes. as well. Like when I watched the thing, I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll make sure I'll tell him that he'll he'll get a kick out of someone that actually likes him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but I will mention that. Yeah. I appreciate. It. No, thank you. Thank you for joining us, and um, thank you for everyone for listening. And what you all enjoyed. WrestleMania weekend. Goodbye.